okay, I'm I can't believe it because this is the fourth year end wrap up that's happened. Four. That's pretty good. That's crazy. Where did you go? I can't believe it because you know obviously our first episode was way back in 2019. I say way back, but it does feel like it was ages ago. Right. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, that was actually our first episode ever. Was a was a recap of 2018 or 2019? Might have been 2018. Oh my god. It's been so long. Let me let me let me search back here. It might have actually been 2018. Now that I'm thinking about it, when did the Prodigy come out? Because that was the first movie we saw when we reconnected, and then we started doing the podcast. Yeah, top. Okay, so excuse me. Let me rephrase this. We did top five of 2018 because you know we weren't doing the podcast that year, so we kind of had to just put it together. Like, yeah. oh, I've only seen this many horror movies, and then in the years to come, we watched you know 20, 30, 40, 60, 53 for you this year. You son of a bitch. You, you killed it this year. Um, so, yeah, this is our our fourth annual, whatever you want to call it, top 10 of the year. I'm your host, Austin Proctor. That is your co-host, Spencer Lafferman. Hello. Hello. Um, so, doing this a little different this year, I wanted all the co-hosts on, and since I only have three microphones, and this microphone never gets used, I literally spent $100 on a microphone that has been used, like, twice ever. <laughs> Um, we're doing three segments here. I'm doing a segment. It looks nice though. It looks, yeah, Mike, you know, my, my, Mike's, Mike's there. on the mic. Mike's on the mic. You know, he doesn't really say shit, but that's okay. I understand. You know, he's got some, you know, uh, just, he's just got some issues, you know, I get it. He's very quiet. He's got sister issues. Yeah, sister issues. He's just, you know, he's very emotionally unstable. So I understand I can relate to you on the emotionally unstable aspect. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're doing this a little different this year. We've got I have again what I, I think I did this for episode hundred where I made three separate lists of my favorite movies, and that's what I'm doing this this episode not this year this episode. Um, you're doing your top ten of the year. Corey is doing his top ten of the year, and then my wife is doing you know Gabby is doing her top ten, and for our episode I'm doing my top ten worst movies of the year which typically i don't like to do i don't like to rag on movies but i need to let you know what was not working for me this year <laughs> all right because there was some shit that just did not work and then with Corey, i'm gonna do my top 10 runner ups that almost made it to my top 10 that are that are worthy of a mention and then me and gabby will do our full top 10 of the year um and this is episode 127, just in case you weren't, and just in case you were not paying attention, because uh, I forgot to mention last episode. I listened when I was editing it. I realized I didn't say what episode the last one was. Yikes! So just in case, uh, you know, last episode was 126. This is 127. All lists this this episode. We're doing a whole bunch of a uh, whole 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 bunch of movies. There's going to be so many movies mentioned, I'm sure, and I'm excited to see, or not see, but hear your lists because before we, we don't we don't discuss these lists with anybody. Yeah, I don't. I don't ask for Gabby's, Spencer, yours, or Corey's. Like I just want to hear them live as it's happening, so I can ultimately judge you and be upset with your lists. No, I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I just like to hear them live because it kind of it makes it more fun. You know, you have no idea what's going to be on my list. I have no idea what's going to be on your list. So yeah. this is a very exciting time. Um, we should probably just get into this right away. Uh, actually, you know what? No, let me know what you've been watching recently because we were talking about Shutter right before we went on the air. And how you've just how you found so many movies this year, and I agree with you. Shutter does put out a lot of original shit, exclusive shit, and stuff I've been wanting to see that's not streaming anywhere. Yeah, else, like so. uh, honestly, uh, I don't remember when I, I watched it a few few months ago, but for the first time ever, I I saw uh, I watched uh, Elvira, Mistress of Darkness. I've always wanted to, I just never did because I couldn't find it anywhere, and it never crossed my mind to do it. And oh, it's for uh, Halloween; they were doing like a special for it. 
Yeah, I know you have it. No, 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 no. I'm just. Uh, is that is that the Arrow? Or That's the Arrow. Elvira. Mistress of the Dark. It's came in the '90s. Yeah, it's the Arrow one. Correct. Okay. Yeah. I, I know. What's the What's the one that Shout did? Uh, haunted, haunted, haunted of Hills. Like this. Technically, it's it's considered a sequel. She only did like two, like Elvira. Yeah. I know, and I've never seen either one of these, but I was like, I'll but check yeah, them out. So, so, uh, so Shutter was doing this thing for Halloween to where uh, the actress, uh, Cassandra Patterson. I probably I know it's Cassandra. Yeah. And she's an and she's a redhead too, and I didn't realize that because I I knew this was a wig. But I never had for Well, a... yeah, because everyone knows her as Elvira and nothing I know. else. It's so funny because I saw her without all the getup on, and I'm like, I think I like you more without all this stuff on. You're, you're, she's like a very like naturally pretty woman. So, I don't know. It's just kind of funny that she had. She's completely different. Yep. Than how she looks as Elvira. But uh, I actually, it's funny. I met. I uh, actually met her at a Spooky Empire years ago. Really? Yeah. She's she's just as like bubbly as her character Elvira. Honestly. That makes sense. Like, it's, 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 it was great. But uh, yeah, I watched that for the first time because they were hosting. They did. Uh, the actress came back to play as Elvira to do her like top four movies on Shudder or whatever for Halloween. And nice. I watched all four of these movies and none of them I've seen before. Um, I only. Well, actually, I, I take. I watched one of them. Uh, the original Household on Hill with Vincent Price. I've seen a hundred times yeah. before. But I still watched it because why not? But uh, the other three I've never seen before. I don't remember what the other two were called, but one was Mistress of the Dark. And I watched it and honestly, I fucking loved it. It was it was great. It was it was funny. It was like the double entendres in it were just I did not expect like half <laughs> like so I was like oh okay and then I'm like oh yeah this makes sense for it to be PG thirteen at this time because now it'd probably been rated R just for sexual humor right but, but I was if, like if you can get away with those jokes to where kids won't understand I, I mean, mean. There, there's there's one joke that almost flew over my head but I, I I caught it and I'm like oh shit that's hilarious you almost slipped by me you son and, of a bitch right I'm like how dare you um and then um. Recently, because of because of Christmas and horror and stuff, um, I only I only knew there was only, I didn't realize there were five uh, Silent Night Deadly Nights. Oh my god! I've, yeah, I only knew there was two, but I've only seen the first one. So I watched all of those. I've not watched the fifth one yet, just because the Toy Maker. I have not watched it yet because the three and four were just brutal, and I had to like get away from it for a while. But that, I, that, but it's still on my, but it's still on my list, and I will watch it eventually, <laughs> whether it be next year or you know tomorrow or something. I will watch it. I just I had to decompress the rest of that garbage. Yeah, I, I've only seen one and two, and then yeah, after two, they really go downhill. Um, I, I still haven't seen five either, but I have seen one through four, and you're just like, it's, it's just kind of a weird... Um, it's a weird universe. Yeah, like they don't even... <laughs> after two, they don't even connect. I they're, know, yeah. They're just like sequels by names, and I'm like, I get that. That happens all the time, but you know what also happens all the time? Usually they suck, and guess what? Yep, yeah, they... Yeah, they but I, I, I have heard that... To, I've heard Toymaker is like... So have uh, I. The reprieve from I guess all the, the best, bullshit. The best yeah, sequel. The best for, sequel. Which I guess I'll find out eventually. Eventually. Maybe we'll watch that next Christmas. Right? After Look, we've had a year break from the, from the chaos. Honestly, maybe. <laughs> I might need that whole year. Good Lord. <laughs> Um, uh, I've watched a. I mean, I've watched a whole bunch of stuff lately. I think I mentioned this on last episode. How I'm going through the Alien movies. Uh, nice. So I think I think the last on the ep- last episode I had watched Alien and then Aliens and then I you know watched Alien Three Resurrection and now and then I watched AVP. Um, haven't watched AVP Requiem yet because it's coming to Amazon and like when I when I recent when I looked at it it was like coming to Prime in ten days and I'm like. I'm gonna wait because I don't want to pay four dollars. I think that might be on HBO Max. Is it? I I I I, oh, I could be wrong, but I think shit. it might be right now. Because yeah, I was gonna rent it because I one I had never seen it, and you know two, I, it was just in the lineup it's, to watch. It's it's horrible. I've heard it's, it's got like a one point eight. 
I liked it better than the first one, but only because... What? Well, I didn't like AVP. I mean... Okay, the only reason why I like the sequel (laughs) better is... The only reason why I like the sequel better is because it already came off the bat rated R where the original one, where, where AVP one came out PG 13 already. And then they, yeah. and then the unrated version didn't do much for it either. So this one already had the Gorn. It wasn't great, but if I had to like choose which one to watch over again, like, like rewatch, I'd rewatch Requiem before I rewatch uh, the AVP. That's fair because uh spoiler alert for this. If you don't want to hear a spoiler about AVP, I don't know, skip two minutes. Uh, but yeah, it was very odd because, you know, the main, you know, protagonist in that movie like teams up with the predator and I'm like, I, I, I think this is okay, but it's also very odd that you're teaming up with this predator to, to defeat the aliens. And then the ending was just kind of like, uh, I mean, to, to be fair in the newest predator movie also, have you seen that one? Predators? Predators. No, I haven't. Okay. Well, I'm not going to, well, I was about to, okay. I was about to spoil shit. Never mind. But, but there is a commonish theme with what you just said to that movie. That actually okay. worked for Predators, but not AVP. That's all. Yeah, I'll say. it was just very odd. I, I really enjoyed the, I guess, not, maybe camaraderie or whatever you want to call it between, you know, the Predators came down and asserted their dominance by like breeding aliens and then massacring them. I'm like, that's fucking cool. But yeah, the whole second and third act was just very odd. And I remember liking that when it first came out, but it's been. Yeah, ten, if, like anything, ten years if anything, that. I would give the sequel half a star more than the first, so it's not like much better. But just because that's already rated R from the get go, and then, yeah. and then they still did an underrated version, it gets and it, it gets what I was looking for. Okay, like I was looking for the the blood, the gore, the stuff the original movies gave us. Yeah, and, and, and AVP did not do that because PG thirteen. Well, but then yeah, see, I watched the unrated one, and there was more blood for oh, there sure. Was. Yeah, but but it didn't do much for the story. And see, I obviously v- respect Paul. W.S. Anderson, not not Wes Anderson. Oh, yeah. So many fucking Andersons. There's also a Paul Anderson. Who there's a, yeah, there's a Paul Anderson, Paul W.S. Anderson, Wes Anderson, S.J.W. Anderson. There's so many fucking Andersons. So this is the guy who did Event Horizon, and I respect him. And the Resident Evil movies. Yeah, and the Resident Evil movies and uh, the original Mortal Kombat, and I respect the fuck out of him for what he's done. So I think I gave this a little bit more because I'm like, I know you can do better. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, like, I, I think I gave it like half star more than I would have because I was like, I do respect you, Paul W. S. Anderson, in your in your two middle initials. Uh, but yeah, so watching the Alien movies has just been a wild ride because for me it goes Aliens is my favorite. I mean, you can't. Yeah. You, there's nothing. No other Alien movie is going to top that. So uh, uh, from what I've watched now, it's two, then one, then three, then four, two, one, three, four. Because I like Alien, it's, and you have to you have to remember too with these, there's different editions for the first four. You have either a special edition or director's I, cut. I think it's special edition for two, three, and four, and then director's cut for the for, first for one. the first one. Yeah. yeah, and it's weird because the director's cut from the original Alien came out in like two thousand three. They, they all came out around two thousand. Yeah, yeah, and but then the other Aliens and then three and four came out almost in like some of them were in the nineties, according to my uh, you know the Blu-ray because you can select theatrical or yeah. special edition. So if you're watching the, the the core four, as I'll call them, which is the original four aliens, I would go with the whatever special edition. The non-theatrical cut. No, yeah. Do not watch the theatrical Especially cut. Especially with three. If, if I cannot stress how much yes. the director's cut of three changes the entire movie. And I really, I quite enjoyed that. Besides, again, spoiler alert, uh, but besides the whole her being pregnant with the alien, 
I don't know. For some reason, uh, wasn't a fan of that. I thought that was kind of odd. But besides that, I quite enjoyed that movie because it brought it back to one alien in the ship. And, you know, because aliens kind of, you know, went above and beyond what we all expected. Aliens 2 was more like, like, Alien was more the indie film work. Aliens 2 was more the... Uh... Aliens. It's not Aliens 2. Sorry. I, yeah, I they're know. So, I just... They're so clever with that. You just added an S and you didn't have to call it a, to call it 2, you bastards. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but I think, you know, one was the indie film and then the other was the big blockbuster. Just like the Terminator movies. The first one was like the indie film. Right. T2 was, T2 was, was, was yeah. the big blockbuster. But, the they were, but they were great, yes. And that's what I think is really cool about because I, I remember watching Alien a couple years back when I had bought the when I had bought the Blu-ray. Yeah. Because I was like, yeah, I want to rewatch this, and I and I watched it. And I was like, I was so fucking bored. But upon the the last rewatch, I was like, this is actually a fucking. I, I wanted I wanted to give it a four and a half, but I can't because I like Aliens just a little bit more. So I gave Alien a four, but it is it is very fucking. It's from '79, and it looks like it was made like it yeah. it, it could have passed for like being made this year. Um, Are you going to be watching uh, the prequels? Yes. So Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Yes. So currently I have done the first four aliens and then I did AVP. I still need to watch AVP Requiem, which I'm waiting to drop on Amazon in a couple more days. Well, like I said, check HBO Max just in case. It's not on there. Sorry. I I meant to mention that. No, you're good. I thought I I saw it But they're alien. um, A a couple of the aliens are though. I think three and four are on Resurrection are on uh, HBO Max. But yeah, yeah. AVP Requiem is not. It is dropping on Amazon in a couple days, and I'm gonna watch that. And then I have to go to Prometheus and then Covenant, and I think that covers all of the Alien. That's movies. all the Alien movies. Yeah. Then I'm gonna go watch all the Predator movies. Yeah. <laughs> you are one ugly motherfucker. Is or is it son? Is it son of a bitch? No, that's no, ugly. Yeah. motherfucker. And that's what I did not like about uh, AVP is that. The, the you know the protagonist and that whatever the fuck her name is she uses that line and i'm like you're not okay you can't take arnold's words all right it's only they should only come from him don't be recycling words predators are fun i wouldn't say they're good but they're fun uh i mean i remember like i like them all don't get me wrong but they're not like they're not alien. like yeah they're not like yeah, no, there's no, no, a no. whole different tone they're just more fun yeah i'm so i'm excited to watch those because i've only seen the the the, the original how many original movies, like original, like Predators? Two. So that's what I thought. That's, okay, so that's what it's, I thought. It's, yeah, so Predator. It's, and then Predator 2 and with Predator uh, 2. Danny Glover. Yes. And then they did, like 10 years later, the ones with like Adrian Brody and uh, Danny Trejo and if, if you, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. And then they did another one. Predators. Predators, uh, which is actually. Copying aliens. Uh, which is actually filmed or f- directed by uh, Shane Black, who was actually an actor in the original Predator movie. Oh, shit. Okay. So, so he, so he basically. They keep it in the, in keep the it family. In the fam- yeah, yeah, gotta keep it. Gotta, gotta keep it in the family. There's a there's a fucking uh, Fast and Furious Vin Diesel meme in there somewhere. <laughs> keep it in the family, or like a Tony Soprano or whatever. There's there's a meme in there. There's something. You make it. Um, so yeah, a lot of good shit that I've been watching recently. Um, it's definitely interesting with the especially with the Alien universe. But yeah, I'm very excited to go back to Predators because I have heard the Predator franchise. Haven't haven't watched those in. Honestly, those, it's those been, are definitely eighties movies. It's been so long, um, but of course Arnold is uh, is as charming as always. I, I you know I did of course watch Jingle All the Way. The season had to, you know. Oh, some of my favorite uh, Arnold one liners are from the Predator first Predator. Some of my favorite one liners uh, that I I used to listen to like the uh, prank calls on YouTube where yeah. people would use like the soundboards with Arnold, and a lot of them come from Jingle All the Way. I didn't realize that upon watching it recently, but I was like, oh wow, um, especially the whole. 
Dasha Dancer Panther Vixen Comic Cupid Donna Blitzen. Fucking kills me. I don't know <laughs> if it's just me. I don't know. It's just Arnold Schwarzenegger saying ridiculous shit. Um, he is a fucking goddamn uh, uh, national treasure. We need to protect him at all costs, along with Nick Cage. Um, and Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves, Betty yes. White. Betty White, yeah. There's a lot of people that we need to just protect, and Arnold falls just in. all put in one bunker yeah, and just, just keep him, him there. Put him in there and uh, keep him there. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of national treasures uh, that we need to. Oh, 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 non-spoilery. Matrix, sorry, you I, you you mentioned Keanu. Oh, have you seen it yet? No, oh, okay. I haven't had time. Okay, so the only thing I'm gonna say is best sequel. But like Reloaded is so bad and good at the same time. True. How do you beat that? <laughs> Watch Res- Revel- Revelations. Revelations. Resurrections. Resurrections. Sorry, Revelations. What is Revelations? It's, it's, it's something else. It's uh, it's Matrix, then Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revelations, and then Matrix oh, okay, that's Resur- the third one. Okay, yeah, Resurrections. They all have re something, and you're like, so so I gave uh, two Matrix two and three Reloaded and whatever. I gave them both three and a half. I gave the Revelation, whatever this new one. I give a four. <laughs> So this is my le- this is my ratings of all of them. Fucking ridiculous, <laughs> Matrix ridiculous. <laughs> so we're just gonna go one, two, three, four. <laughs> the Matrix. Okay. I gave five stars because I found nothing wrong with that. I think it's a perfect fucking film. Like I mean, yes, it has it's it's from the night it's older nineties, so some of it has not aged greatly, but I still perfect fucking movie. Four and a half for me. I gave two no. and three a three and a half okay. like, upon, and I rewatched these this week before I watched the fourth one. So this is all literal fresh, so fresh, so fresh. Fucking smell it, waft it. So I gave them both a three and a half because even though they both had their faults, at the end of the day, they both were actually pretty good. Yeah. And then I gave four a four because best sequel, and they did some things with it I did not see coming in a good way. Okay. And I was like, like they they made me say holy shit in the theaters. This is so weird. Okay, so I gave them, you know, they were, I'm looking at this now. I gave the first one a four and a half. I only didn't give it a five because there are some very age scenes, and uh, Reloaded, three and a half, and then Revolutions, three and a half. Nice. Interesting. Okay, so I'll probably be on par with the. Uh, a, lot, a lot of people, a lot of people thought the fourth one was was junk, but like I, I guess I understood why. But I looked at it, I guess, in different eyes than I look at movies sometimes in different eyes than everyone else. Well, and so. you have to with something like this. This is something that's kind of being rehashed almost twenty years after now, the now last I will, sequel. Now I will agree. This was not necessary in any way, shape, or form. Like no yeah. one asked for this. I would have been okay if I never saw this. But the fact that I saw it and I enjoyed it almost as much as the first, I can't be like I can't go wrong with it. Yeah, and it's also going to be. I'm sure it's going to look. Fantastic! I, oh, yeah. I, did they did they keep a lot of the practical aspects in play? Because I know Matrix has always been very heavy. So without, besides the uh, Mr. Smith scene and two. So, with, <laughs> so so without giving things away, because I don't want to say anything really, because there there's no, a no. lot of they did a lot of old and a lot of new. Like there's a lot of callbacks to the to the first movie. No, I meant I meant like practical as in oh, like the effects? effects wise. Did they, I, did they I would I would say yes. Like uh, like I saw so I saw it in IMAX. So I saw it, so I probably would have noticed a little bit. Like it all looked, but also it was very different than the other three in the way of like action. To be honest, it was more of a drama romance. Okay. There was action, of course, but like in the way that we know the Matrix is action, not not that way. But but what they did with it, I. But also like they're all older, so I feel like they maybe used more CGI because of the age. Of the actors in it, doing well, yeah, something. yeah. But I do know for a fact because I did see some of it being filmed that some scenes were done 
practical just because I saw some of it actually being filmed. I mean, I'm not going to be mad either way because I know the CG now will never look like the Mr. Smith fight scene from Re- Reloaded. Oh, no. it has oh, a, God. That has, it's so crazy, too, because I was thinking about that the other day. Like, man, when it first came out, it blew my mind. Then you watch it now, and you're just like, oh, boy, this has it. <laughs> so I, I know the CG will obviously be much better since it's 2021, but I'm just I'm hoping they kept it was some more, of the... It was more, let's just go, it was more modernized with what okay. they did with everything. All right, I gotta go see that. And once you watch it, you'll understand what I'm what I'm saying from it. The Matrix Resurrections, which is weird because it's it's not directed by Lily and Lane uh, or Lana. It's just Lana. Yeah, she did the whole. She she was. Uh, it's interesting. She did the whole movie. She she did. Uh, do we, she was first uh, casting director and second unit. She did everything. She do did we know her. why Lily wasn't involved? Uh, like, I believe it's an IMDb trivia. I don't remember why, but I think it was more just. I I don't quite remember. If you want to look it up. I, be- I believe I read quick. it somewhere why she wasn't involved or didn't want to be involved. I don't think it was any like disagreements. I just think it was, you know, I think she's one of them was just done with it, I guess. I don't remember. I mean, I guess that makes sense, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't necessarily want you to read the trivia because it could be some spoiler. Well, they, they um with spoiler trivia, they have the, uh, well, yeah, the, the I, warning. Well, I know. It's true. So I'm going to see if I can see anything real quick. Um. Like it, or it might have been something I read, like she said in an interview somewhere. Hugo Weaving doesn't play Agent Smith. Spoiler alert. I mean, it's not really a spoiler. Well, I, th- I think well, so. It was, uh, it was only because uh, scheduling conflict. Yeah, that's what it said. Yeah, that's. Oh, but it's like he's Mr. Smith, though. Oh. It's true. Okay, maybe I won't read anymore. <laughs> now I'm sad. No, I'm sad. God now damn I'm it. Sad. Um, but yeah, that's a movie I'm definitely going to check out. Probably have to check it out at home for me because it's not in Dolby and it's a two and a half hour movie. You don't feel the runtime either, which is great. I know, but I can't sit in those goddamn regular seats for that long. Plus, with the with the fucking 30 minute trailers now, it's like a three hour ordeal. Like when we went to see Far From or, uh, no, no Way Home, you're just like, okay, this is already two and a half hours. Okay, there's another trailer, another trailer. All right, uh, fucking, I'm ready to like just start the movie. Which, by the way, No Way Home, excellent, five star movie. Just saying, um, Jesus Christ, we've already killed half an hour. Let's get, <laughs> that's let's, what we do. Let, I know that's what we do. That's fine. This, I knew this was going to be a longer episode. It's because gonna be an hour and a half. Like just, just segment us, one. Yeah, this will be uh, yeah segment one, hour and a half. Um, but no, let's get on to these movies here. Uh, but yes, go see The Matrix Resurrections. Go see. Spider-Man No Way Home. I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home has a 4.3 out of 5. Doesn't happen by accident. Um, I, like I said, I gave it a 5. There was nothing wrong with that I, movie. Yeah, I gave it a 5, too. And it, it somehow literally exceeded it. Like I said, remember when I sent you that thing from Straw Hat Goofy on yeah. TikTok? He was talking about how it, it exceeds your expectations. And you're like, that's not possible. And, and it, it did. And it did. And you're like, fucking, how is that real life? So go see that. Um, let me pull up my list here for my top 10 of the year. I don't want to say worse. These are just the top 10 that did not work for me. All right, you got your list? Yeah, did you want to go first or me? Um, I always like to let the guests go first, so oh. I will let you go first. Oh, um, let me make sure I've got my okay my proper list right here. It's in order. All right, so once again, let me just reiterate. I am doing my top 10 worst of the year, and you are doing your top 10 like favorites of the, of the year. year. We're going from 10 to one. So, you know, least for me, least worst to most worst. And for you, least favorite to most favorite. So hit us with your number 10 of the year. Uh, werewolf within nice. Okay. I, I, it was a nice. lot of, it was, I gave it like a three and a half, but it, it was just a lot of fun, which I knew it was going to be from the get go. But like, it was, it was just a lot of, it was great. And, and they did, uh, I never played apparently it's based on a video game, which I've never played, but I feel like they did a good job with it. Yeah, and, and for those of you who don't know, um, it, it, yeah, it does say based. 
uh, yeah, it's an, an adaptation. Or an adaptation, not based, but yeah. Adaptation of a video game. Interesting. And I, I, would, I didn't know that was a video game either. I mean, I only knew that, for, you know, and, and watching the trailer and stuff. And I would, I thought maybe like one of the gaming systems would be like, hey, let's do some promotional items and let this game go out on sale or something. But I've never. Uh, I've never heard of it either. But yeah, that was a good comedy horror. It was a lot of fun. From this year. Um, Was that a Shudder original? I don't think so. I feel like it was, but I also feel like it was I rented it on Voodoo, so I didn't, it's not, I didn't see it on Shudder. Werewolves. Oh, well, that's not even on Shutter. That yeah. must have, that, that, I knew that was one that just dropped straight to streaming for for us at least. I know. I think it had like a limited theatrical, but yeah, I yeah. saw it streaming. I think you rented it. I rented it, and then yeah. I think I watched it like the next day because it was on uh, on your Voodoo. But yeah, that's a that's a solid start. All right, I'm already digging this list. So my uh, top ten worst of the year. We're gonna start with Wrong Turn. Oh, the remake? The remake. Oh, yeah. the Whatever you okay. want to call it. Yeah. Or the, um, the reboot, whatever. And it's funny because a lot of these movies on this list like still have good ratings for me. But these are, like I said, I'm just doing something that these are the, like I said, these are the top 10 movies that just did, just really did not work for me. Or they were just too far down on the list behind other movies. Yeah. Like my number nine is a movie I really enjoyed, but it just was so far down the list. So, yeah, wrong turn for me. It shouldn't have been called Wrong Turn. No, it shouldn't have. It should have just been called, I don't know, Lost in the Anything Woods. Anything else. Anything else. Because the only connection that this movie has to the Wrong Turn movies is at one point in the movie, they literally say, oh, looks like we made a wrong turn. And you're like, and that's the only correlation that you but have. It just goes like a hand-in-hand with one of those movies, but it's just a sequel by name. Yeah. It's or a, a it's, remake it's by a name. It's a remake, rehash, whatever you like, want to call like, it. They even, like, like, even if they like you know w- took a brief... like mention of the older ones something but they did they didn't no if like elisha 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 dusku what's her name eliza eliza dusku if she just like popped in in the background was like hey and like or 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 they're they're like or 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 they you know mentioned like these campers you know if they just mentioned like a small plot point of the first one or something yeah because yeah it had nothing to do with it and there was even one point where when they were carrying the guy on like the uh the stick, you know, yeah. where they had his hands and feet bound. They could have just talked to them, but they didn't talk to them. And then that's how the whole movie plays out from that one scene. It was just very, it yeah. just, it was very odd. So that's my number 10 worst. Let's go to your number nine best of the year. Army of the dead. Oh, hell yeah. It's fucking Bautista. The, the Netflix the, Bautista the, the, joint. The za- uh, Snyder. Snyder zombie film. Yes. A lot of people are hating on that movie. It was fucking fun. And I get the hate. I do. I really do. It was way too cinematic. Like, it was gorgeous. There was no reason for it to be that pretty. And it's I a, wish I saw it in the theaters. I wish I did, yeah. And it's, and it's very, uh, it, like, I get the hate. But also, they did something different with zombies. And if you can do something different with zombies, and I'm th- on board. And if you think about it, um, so especially was like Ocean's Eleven with zombies. Just like yeah. Fast and Furious 5 was yeah. Ocean's Eleven. With, with cars, with cars, <laughs> yeah. and those are the best movies of that franchise. Yeah, I, so. I really enjoyed Army of the Dead. I thought it was fucking awesome because, again, they did something different with zombies. It was, it was way too cinematic. Like how how Snyder was pulling focus with the camera and how everything was blurry. It was just so looked so good. Oh, and yeah. it, was, it was a Netflix original. Yes. And he, and he, but he, I he, hope they actually let this is one of the rare ones. I hope I, they do physical copies with because like, I'll buy the shit out of I it. I feel like Zack Snyder would probably push for that, or at least I would hope he would push for, I mean, well, a, you I know, mean, like a DVD or Blu ray. I mean, he did push for us to get the Snyder cut on blue, 
in 4K. And that's probably... But that was also HBO Max. Was, was Warner Brothers probably trying to get more money. Probably, but that was... And, and that was one of the my favorite movies of the year. Oh, uh, it's... It, not, yeah, not, not horror-wise. But yeah, no, it was very good. Um, But yeah, Army of the Dead was a solid, solid movie. And again, that's streaming on Netflix, so you can go watch that right the fuck now. Um, I, I agree with this list already. You're... <laughs> You're killing it, Spencer. Two all in. All right. So my number nine, uh, you know, quote unquote, worst of the year. Again, it's not that they're necessarily bad, but these are the I have. I've watched 40 and these are the 10 that are all the way at the bottom. Uh, it's a movie called Sator Sator. I don't know. It's that movie there. S-A-T-O-R. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure the inflection of that. But it's essentially, uh, from what I got, it's kind of like a Wendigo type movie. Oh, okay. And it did like I liked it. I really enjoyed it. But I just I I, I it's one of those movies where it was eighty five minutes, and I'm like I, I kind of wanted maybe ten minutes more. The the rare occasion. The rare occasion because <laughs> usually one twenty five for me is like fuck yeah, that's a sweet spot for movies. But this is one where I wanted a little bit more lore and backstory, and I wanted a little bit more action from it. Fair. Overall, though, again, I still I still gave it a three. Oh shit! What did you give? Uh, what did you? What, sorry, I forgot to mention to this this to you. What did you rate those movies? You gave uh, Werewolf uh, Within was three and a half. And Army of the Dead is four. Four. Okay. So I rated uh, Wrong Turn a three. Like I still enjoyed Wrong Turn. It was good, but it just it was more of like a shouldn't be called Wrong Turn. Say, yeah. Sator or Sator, whatever you want to call it, also got a three for me. I still enjoyed it. I, again, I I just wanted more. Just like Wrong Turn, I really wish they would have cut the movie off at a certain point. It if, was a little long. Well, no, no, no. Because remember, they, there's a fake out at the end of the movie. There's literally a oh, fake. Oh, yeah, the, I remember yeah, that. Yeah. Because I, I really didn't like the movie, and then the ending happened, and I was like, oh, shit. And then it turns out that wasn't the ending. And I was like, well, you probably would have gotten a three and a half for me if you just ended it now. Um, and so same thing with this. Like, say, say, you know, Sator, Sator. It's like I wanted less from Wrong Turn, but I wanted more. From uh, Sator. Yeah. Still a good movie. You can catch that streaming on... That one's on Shudder and Prime Video, which is uh, which is neat. So that's my number nine. Let's go to your number eight top of the year. Fear, yeah. Fear Street, 1994. 1994. Okay. Also oh. four stars. Also four stars. Yes. Okay. That was... Um, First of all, the nostalgia with the music already gave I me... Know, already, yeah. uh, that and, the, and and the mall, the whole... Honestly, this movie mainly got a four because of nostalgia. It was good. Yeah. But like the nostalgia music and everything, uh, I just, I was in love. It was great. That one will pop up on my list uh, in the in the coming segments here because, yeah, they really nailed it with the 90s nostalgia because especially for me and you and even Gabby, we were all, uh, you were born in 90, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we, me, you and Gabby were all born in 1990 and yeah, you know, growing up. In the '90s, I was like, "Man, this is encapsulating all of my childhood." Oh my For god! For real, like, <laughs> like I, I was just—I felt like a little girl again. <laughs> <laughs> and not to mention too that it was also, uh, you know, pretty fucking gory. Oh no, they—they they, yeah. yeah, they did. Honestly, the whole thing was great. The whole thing was great. Yeah, um, I, I do agree with you on that one. Ni- 1994 was uh, was a very solid entry, and they did uh, also. There's also, in case you don't know, there is two more segments, yeah, it's 1978 a full, it's a trilogy. and 1666 that all dropped, which is really cool that Netflix did because they dropped them once, like once a week. Yeah, so they dropped it weeks. all at once. Yeah, I'm that like, was, that, was, that, was, that was genius. That was so cool. I really enjoyed that. And that was, uh, is that R.L. Stein, Fear Street? No, it's, uh, um, shit, somebody else. You yeah. can, I mean, you have your, I mean, we both have phones out. Fear but, yeah. Street. Let me see. I don't think it was R.L. Stein. I thought it was. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Fear Street. Yeah, R.L. Stein. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah, I know. It, uh, that and Goosebumps. Like, he, well, do- well, he dominated the 90s. Well, I in my head. I'm just thinking, like, no, it just didn't feel right. But, yeah, no. Fucking R.L. Great. Stein. Fear Street, great the stuff. greatest. Um, all right. So, that was your number eight. Let's eight, go to yeah. my number eight. Okay. So, this is another one. Again, I liked it, but also did not work. Things seen or heard and seen with Amanda Seyfried, a Netflix original, I yeah, believe. I didn't like it. I liked it. It was also two hours. So let it me was just, way too long. It was way too long. But I liked it for what I saw. The I saw like the heart and the direction of what they wanted to do. But it, it just and the execution it just, was not very. It well just done. didn't land well for me. But again, I still gave it a three because I did enjoy it. But it's just another one that I wanted different things to happen. So if you can see a running theme of my list, ten was like I wanted less. Nine, I wanted more. Eight, I'm just like, can I just get a different story? <laughs> like, <laughs> can I just have you explain this differently for me, please? Um, and I gave that one three stars as well. So nine, 10, 9, and 8 for me are all three stars for different reasons. Um, so, yeah. Did you you watch that one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I guess maybe I'm just I, – I love Amanda Seyfried so much because she's done so much shit. So I, I know that – I know when, when good actors are in movies and they give a good performance, that can drastically sway my opinion of the overall movie. And I feel like this fell victim to that because I love Amanda Seyfried. She's done great things. And although the movie wasn't great – I still just enjoyed her performance and how she, you know, was uh, just watching her on screen is just oh, it's always a pleasure. She's yeah. just, she's such a great actress. So I know that swayed my opinion for sure because this only has a two point four out of five on Letterboxd. So most of the general you know population did not. Yeah, I was didn't. I was bored with it. Ah, uh, okay. I mean, yeah, and again, it is two hours, but I, I guess that if you if you get the right actress or the right actor to do a movie that doesn't work overall for me, if if you're if the acting is good, I mean, I'll I'll probably still enjoy it. Yeah. Um, so that was my number eight. Let's go to your number seven. Fear Street, sixteen sixty six. What? <laughs> I gave that a four as well. That is a yeah. That was I, an. I really enjoyed it. They fucking nailed it with the nineties nostalgia, the slasher nostalgia, because uh, that one was set in nineteen seventy eight. Like they fucking nailed it, dude. And then and then the whole witchcraft stuff at all. Mm. Like really liked it. They nailed those Fear Street movies. Like those were perfect. They were so good. Um. All right, my number seven. Uh, again, you know, quote unquote, worst of the year. The Toll liked the movie, liked the premise, very enjoyable. Runtime of 80 minutes just didn't work for me. There was a few things in there that I'm just like, I wish you did this differently. But it was really cool because it was about, um, it was about like two, it was about two people that get stuck on a road. Yes. And like stuck in like almost like a loop of time or something like that where they are being, you know, hunted down by like the supernatural threat. I really, like I said, I really enjoyed it. I just kind of wanted it to go in a different direction. I, I think it was the ending that maybe, I can't remember because we watched this a while ago. Yeah, we watched like the beginning of the year or something. We watched this, I can tell you right You're now. You're still in the other house. Yeah, April 24th. Yeah, uh, yeah so, so that so was eight uh, months ago almost. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I just remember enjoying this, but I didn't fully work for me. But that is another movie I'll still, I will still absolutely recommend because it was still enjoyable. Um, and I think you rented that on Voodoo. Yep. Yeah, um, The Toll. It Like I said, it's... It's kind of hit or miss with that one. You're either gonna really like it, or you're you're not you're not gonna be into it. But uh, I I needed to mention that one for sure because um, that was one. I don't even. How did you even hear about that? I can't um, remember. You just you you mentioned wanting to watch a new one for this year, and I'm like I'm down, but I can't remember like how it even came about. So 
honestly, my dad asked me the same question, and sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> I just like it's hard. It's because you know, like, I don't know. I watch movies every fucking day. <laughs> well, and, well, well. So there, every once in a while, you know, I'll, I'll randomly hear about a movie, like you know, through bloody disgusting or 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 some hearsay something. Yeah, shout out bloody disgusting. Or you guys or, are or awesome. Or um, twice a week. Voodoo, like I think it's like Tuesdays and Fridays they add new movies, oh. and every once in a while I'll look for something new to rent, either horror or something. And I think I saw that and I read the premise. I'm like, this sounds fucking cool. Yeah. So, so it, it, and it just depends, really. That's true. Yeah. And honestly, it's just right place, right time, or curiosity, you know, got the best of me. Which and you are always looking out for those new movies, and I appreciate you for that because you're always like, hey, we should watch. Well, this. Yeah, yeah, because All also right. like, like I mean, more so for me because like. It's a rare occasion when I can find a new movie or like like something new like in horror or something or I really want to watch that hasn't gone to theaters. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I, I know I'm always on the inverse looking for movies that you haven't seen. I sent one to you the other day. You're like, I haven't even heard of that. I'm like, oh, shit. Mark, it's, it's, mark this day down in history. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's it a happened. <laughs> it's a rare occasion, but it happened. I don't I, think you understand how giddy I am when I send you something. You're like, I haven't seen this. I, I do like this little fucking, <laughs> I do this like fucking dance. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, you haven't seen this? Fuck yeah, we're watching Let's this. go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, all right, so nine or ten, nine, eight, seven. We're on six now, I think. Uh, did you do your six? Shit. No, I did my seventh. My sixth one's next. So I got to do my seventh? No, Ten, you just did. Nine, eight, seven. You okay. did the toll. Oh, the toll. It's your, thank you for being the host of this show. This You're is, welcome. This uh, is Frightmares, brought to you this by Spencer. Is, is, I'm your host, Spencer Laffer. <laughs> this, is my, this is my co-host, Austin. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> All right, your number six, sir. Enlighten me, please. Antlers. Ah, yes. So yes. good. I know it's crazy because that movie we waited for it for like over a year over and it's year. still and it's still fucking delivered. Yes, it's yes, it did. Delivered. Yes, it did. Because you know what those movies you, you you see the trailer you see Del Toro is attached to it you're like oh, I'm getting hyped pushed it gets pushed it gets pushed and you're like I'm fucking so hype about this movie so it's really shitty for movies that that happens to because you build up all this hype and then you watch it and you're like oh hey, and then you're like oh I'm disappointed but no for me I don't know I guess for you too this fucking movie oh Antler, Antlers did everything dude, it, that I wanted from the from the first time I heard it was coming out exactly that's how I felt I was like you know what that is exactly what I wanted yeah, like yeah. fucking, you know. Unlike, how, unlike The Green Knight, we were still hyped when we watched it. We're like, oh, this is not what I thought. And that's a movie I know for sure I'm just going to need to rewatch because it's, first of all, it's A24. Second of all, it's David Lowry. You know, his stuff is very. Apparently, it's considered a Christmas movie, too. Fucking who? <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're apparently calling it a Christmas film. And I'm like, did we see the same movie? Because I don't recall it. I don't recall seeing it. I don't think so yeah that's a movie i know i'm gonna need to rewatch because it's just it's like so subtle for me to like i mean like, uh, like i got everything that like all everything that was going on with the movie like i'm not saying it wasn't good i just think from what i was expecting i didn't get yeah and that's that, what kind of so so maybe i need to rewatch too yeah because that was another one just like saint Maud that got pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and you know the anticipation builds because you're like not that it's anything to do with that movie. It's because of COVID. Like that, it, that movie did. Uh, that the movie did get my expectations. It didn't exceed. Yeah. It didn't exceed them, but it got what I wanted. What Saint Maud? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't exceeded. I just got what I wanted. That's exactly. Yeah, I got the same thing that I wanted too. But yeah, some movies uh, that fell victim to the whole delaying because with of COVID, COVID you, stuff, you just yeah. get so hyped because they look so good. Like non horror, but the last James Bond movie, No Time to Die. I was obviously I was so hyped for it, and I was just scared. I'm like, oh my god, like if I this don't... isn't good. <laughs> I've been waiting so long, and then I saw it, and I'm like. Oh, thank God. Fuck, this is so good. <laughs> I loved it so much. Like, thank God. It's probably my second favorite non-horror film of the year. 
Oh, okay. Honestly. Oh yeah. man, I would love to do. Uh, we should. I want. I want to make. Obviously, we can't do this on a horror podcast, but I would love to do a like just top ten of the year. Of the year. I think I'm gonna start doing that next year, and we can discuss them. Oh, I'm totally down. I'm down. All, All right. right. So now, uh, your sixth one. Ten, now. nine, eight. Oh shit! Don't no. Ten, nine, eight, seven. Okay, my number six worst of the year, and this is where they actually start to get bad now. Oh the, no. The first, yeah, the first uh, ten, nine, eight, seven. Yeah, the first couple were like still good movies, but they just weren't you know up there with the other ones. Oh, by the way, I gave uh, Antlers a four. Oh, okay sorry yes. yeah no yeah i think that's what i gave it as well but these are where they start to actually get bad and here we go halloween kills <laughs> so, bad. <laughs> so terrible <laughs> if there wasn't as much gore the if, kills were pretty fun i was gonna say the only reason this gets a two and a half from me is because of the kills but i, I swear to god if i have to hear tommy say evil fucking dies tonight one more time i'm gonna find that man I'm i mean gonna, there's, I'm gonna an fucking extent, there's an extended cut i know all the jokes on social media are like, what's in the extended cut? And every time I see that, I'm like, evil dies tonight! Evil dies tonight! <laughs> so, and you know the thing is, I have to I have to spend the money with the 4K steelbook. Oh, I'm going to buy it. I'm going yeah, to but fucking Yeah, but hate- I have to get the steelbook and I hate myself for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to hate myself that I actually own this movie. But it, I'm sorry. It was so fucking bad. Maybe the alternate edit might, might actually redeem itself. Maybe. I don't maybe, know. Maybe. I, I've, I've specifically not read what the alternate edit is because it's online because it's on. Oh, really? Well, because you can rent the extended cut on Voodoo right now. Oh, okay. So, so it's, but I'm specifically staying away from that because I want to watch the extended cut without, I know, I, I only know the, the amount of like time that's in there. It's an extra four minutes of time. Other than that, I know nothing else with this extended cut. Oh, my goodness. So I'm going to go in blind watching this extended cut when I watch it. Honestly, we should just watch it together. I was, I was I about it. to say. Let's it, just, comes, it comes out in January. I'm going to pre-order the fucking steelbook. God damn, I hate let's my just, life. Let's just get some drinks. Let's, uh, oh, let's like, Yep, we're going to do time, it. I'm going to wear my Halloween shirt, Evil Dice, tonight again. <laughs> I'm prepared. Oh, my God. I felt so awkward in the theater, too, because we both showed up. This is, okay, listen. One of is, us had to change. This is a really funny story, because we, we both like pre-ordered the Halloween Kills t-shirts. And there's like four of them <laughs> yeah from from halloween kills on fright rags so we got them we showed it to the theater and i was like you son of a bitch i knew you were gonna we do this we wore the same shirt but then again i only bought one of them i mean what are the odds i, I did too i only bought I mean, one to be honest the shirt is really fucking cool looking no, the shirt is cool but so it we, says we, evil dies tonight but we, <laughs> so we both showed up to halloween kills in the halloween kills shirt we're like fuck yeah and then as soon as i left the theater i'm like crossing my arms You're like uh, yeah i'm, I'm cr- just gonna walk i'm just gonna yeah. take my shirt off i'd rather them see my actual body than my shirt i'm Crossing my arms over my shirt, like, oh, that movie was so bad. Please, nobody see my shirt. And then I um, went to I went to Spirit Halloween right after, and wearing this shirt, I'm like, I hate my life. I hate my life. Some people were asking me, was it good? I'm like, no. Yeah, you're like, no, it wasn't. So yeah, again, it would have gotten a two if there wasn't the good. The, 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 there, pretty, dude, there was some good kills. The, 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 the kills are pretty solid, but outside of that, it was garbage. Also, the Big John, Little John thing. That was funny was as fuck. Because like, they weren't just saying, hey, whatever. It was always, Little John? Yeah, Big John. <laughs> I'm just like, what? That, that was, was so the, funny. Honestly, that was the best part. It was so funny. And it, it, it act, that actually got some backlash, weirdly enough. Because uh, people were like, oh, so what? Michael Myers? My, Michael Myers? Michael Myers? Michael Myers is homophobic now. He's killing gay people. I'm like, he... What? He literally kills anybody. He kills everybody. It, it's not, he did not target those, you know, he did not target a gay couple to kill them. He yeah, He killed everybody. They were living in his house. 
so he killed them. Like, what the so, fuck? Yeah, that's not, that's not, you know, it has nothing to do with them being gay. It has nothing to do with that. So, yeah. But, I, and again, I also did enjoy the old footage that they used. That was really fun. And so, yeah, there was so much good, but also so much bad. And that's, and that's why, why I gave it right a two, in the middle and, yeah, of the road. two and a half. Because I was like, I love this and hate this at the same time. Yes. Two and a half. All right, let's go to your number five. We're getting down to the danger zone here. What do we got? Uh, it's a, it's a Shutter exclusive. Oh shit! Christmas Halloween movie called Advent Calendar, four stars. What the fuck? I haven't even heard of that. It's so. It, it honestly came out like, uh, like beginning of December. Really? It's so fucking good, dude. It, it's, okay. I, it's French, Danish. It's 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 foreign. <gasps> oh fuck! What? Called Advent Calendar. Excuse me. It, it's basically about an evil Advent Calendar, but it, it that sounds cheesy. But when you watch it, it's actually a pretty high production movie. And but I'm not giving away any more than that because of okay. how because that's all I went in knowing, and it blew blew me off. I loved it. Blew my tits okay. right blew, off. Blew my tits right, right off. off. Four that stars. Is, that is a frightmare's expression. Uh, <laughs> blew, blew my dick off. Blew my tits off. Wow. Advent uh, calendar. It's literally just called Advent calendar. It's fucking awesome. I've got to. And that, Shutter original. I feel uh, I'm so far behind. What ha- so is, is it two different words? Advent yes. calendar. Yeah, just like if you would say advent calendar. The advent calendar. Or the advent calendar. <gasps> but yeah. 3.2. Oh, it's French. Oh, French. My. Okay, yeah. I'm adding that to my list. It's oh, so fucking good, dude. MG. Like, it, it was so original. Dude, okay. French fucking people, country, they make some goddamn solid horror movies. Raw. Um, 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 that's high one, te- uh, that's hot high, tension. Hot tension by <laughs> Ale- Ale- Alexander Aja. Aja, Aja whatever. Aja, whatever. But yeah, whatever. no, great. Dude, they have the French, the Dutch, uh, uh, they make they Japanese, make, they make all of them. A lot, any foreign horror film is going to be is going to yeah, be great. It's typically better than anything we can make here. I mean, I mean hell, my one of my favorites is uh, um. Shit, we talked about this. <laughs> R- Ringo? Ringo? Ringu? Or or was it R I N G U? Yeah, that yeah. one. A Ringu, yeah, yeah. That was that was one of my it's favorites. It's your favorite, I don't know. I couldn't think I couldn't remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's my favorite movie. I can't fucking Oh no, remember. it's my favorite like French to American movie type of thing. Like Ring, because Ringu's they, not French. Ringu. Or no, not French, foreign. I meant oh, foreign. foreign. It okay, came out French. Yeah. Sorry, a different F word. <laughs> It's not fuck. Um, <laughs> all right, so that was your number five, right? Uh, yeah, which was also four stars. Oh, nice, okay. Yeah, I know. I have a lot of very high-rated movies this year. It's weird. Uh, it was very hard to place my actual top ten best of the year. So my top ten worst of the year, going down the list here, we've got Prisoners of the Ghostland. <gasps> Testicles! Oh, shit, my earballs. I'm sorry, I had to because <gasps> of the scene. Testicles! <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a movie that should have worked. <laughs> should have worked. Is that a fucking expression? Because you've got Bill Mosley, you've got Nick Cage, all the all the fucking rest, you know, all the ingredients are there to put in the pot. But then it just, I still don't understand that movie. Nope. I do not understand what happened. And you know, and then Shutter got it, and I watched it again, and I'm like, just to, for just cause, and I'm like, I didn't finish it. Yeah, I I can't. I, it was ugh. it was so bad. Um, but Nick Cage is. Awesome as always, and yes, the whole testicle scene was hilarious. <laughs> that's, a, that's the best part. But yeah, it's um, it's, it's it's like set in the samurai town, and Nick Cage is like this robber guy who gets sprung from jail by the governor, who is uh, not Nick Cage, who is a Bill Mosley. Yeah, who looks fucking so dapper in that movie. He's all dressed in white. If I if I'm remembering this correctly, with like yeah. the cowboy hat, and you're like fuck yeah, so he gets like you know he gets 
got out of jail to like do this thing for the governor and then some uh, someone's daughter runs away and he I don't I don't even I don't even know. I'm reading the plot here and I'm like this isn't even what the movie was about. But yeah, it was a very very odd movie. Two and a half stars. It gets the two and a half solely based on the fact that Nick Cage and Bill Mosley were on screen together. Yes. That's why I got a two and a half. So prisoners in a, uh, of the ghost land, you did it. You tried. I don't, it just, eh, not good. Nick Cage is just hit or miss. Yeah. And I know Nick Cage really can be hit or miss. Um, and this one was definitely a miss. Unlike Willie's Wonderland. So, uh, let's go to your number four. Well, your number four. No way. You just said my number four. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Foreshadowing. Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> I give Willy Wonderland four stars. I've seen it. I've seen it four times this year alone. It just, and it came out this year. So I forgot when it came out on Blu-ray, but I bought it. I watched it as soon as yep. I bought it. Watched it. I did too. And I've watched it twice since then. But so three times since I've owned it. And then once, you know, when I, when we watched it together. So I've seen that movie four times this year. I fucking love that movie. Four stars all the way. See, sadly, sadly. I'm just going to mention this now. Play the fucking backing track. That's sad. It did not make any of my list this year. This, what? This, 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 well, because I want, dude, there's been so much good shit this year. So this fell in between. Yeah, but you've only watched like 40. You've watched less than me. I'm saying though, the top 10 are almost, oh, okay. it's either five or four and a half for my, it's, it's insane. This, oh, okay. this year was insane for good movies. So Fair. yeah, this, this fell in between my top 10 runner up. And then I have this, you know, because I watched 40. So you're hearing 30 of 40. So it fell into the 10. Ah, uh, got it. Yeah, it was literally the first one that didn't get mentioned. And I'm like, because I had to mention other. I know. I'm so sorry, Nick Cage. I'm sorry. Great movie, though. Love that movie. Yep. Fucking fantastic. Um. All right. So that's your number five, four. My number four, we watched this together. Actually, a lot of these we watched. We watched most of these together. I was going to say, we watched the like four of the last five together. Yes. Um, the Seventh Day. You know, <laughs> your face. You know what's upsetting is you know what's upsetting. The week after I rented it, it came on Netflix. I'm like, damn it! I spent money on this. I know. I, I was so upset. Yeah. So the seventh day again, another movie just like Prisoners of the Go- of the Ghostland, all star cast. You're like, all right, Guy Pierce, supernatural. Yeah, yeah. Guy Pierce. You've got um uh Stephen Lang who was in uh Don't, Don't, Breathe. Don't Breathe and Avatar. You've got this ensemble cast of a horror movie, 87 minutes too, 87 yeah. minutes, but it just was so bad. Like it had it was so bad. See, so you, it had really bad moments and had that one like breath of fresh air, good moment. Yes. Like, okay. And then they're like, just kidding. Rewind. Yeah, just, we're going back yeah, to shit. Fuck like, you. damn it. And it, which sucks because it's like, it's an exorcism movie. You've got a rookie priest for his first day of training. And then they just, and then you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the execution. It's it's a classic case of the execution was dog shit. Yes. It was just not good. So I'm sorry, Guy Pierce and Stephen Lang and whoever else was in that movie. No good. So, all right, here we go. Top three now for you. Top three best of the year. What do we got? What do we got? Censor. Yeah. Another one we watched. Four Censor. stars. Four stars. Vinegar Syndrome just released that one. And we were very confused with the, yes. the slipcover. I opened it up. I'm like, did I get the wrong movie? No, yeah. And then you explained it to me that those are the two movies that, that they talk about that, that she yeah. kind of like works on in the movie. So if you buy 
sensor from vinegar syndrome do not be surprised when you get a very odd slip cover because it comes okay it's, it's like a double slip cover too it comes in like a nice like hard case hard case that like a uh, sensor like elvira's haunted hills and the halloween or, or uh donnie darko uh yeah. 4k from arrow yeah and then you pop that out and then it's in like you know like the regular paper slip cover or cardstock whatever you want to call it and the both sides of the slip cover are totally different it's not censor. It's the two movies that she was, you know, censoring. Working on yeah, the movie. Working on. yeah, that movie was amazing. Um, I remember we watched that together, and it was just so cool because I've never you know, the movies like that. Uh, another one, just they, like um, they just don't really exist about editing movies. Besides, just like just like Advent Calendar, uh, stuff that we've never seen or even thought to like bring in two two movies. And yeah, I mean, Advent Calendar is obviously you think Christmas, but like Advent Calendar being the plot of the movie, you never thought of. Yeah, exactly. And it, so it, it it was really well done. I'm I'm very excited to watch Advent Calendar, but yeah, um a censor was very well done. They blur the line between reality and you know fiction oh, hardcore. And, and fiction and, or wait, and, and fiction. Wait, hold on. Fiction is fake. Reality no. and non reality. Let's just, just say that. I fiction and, and the way they did it to me, which was brilliant, which at first I was confused, but the way they did it was when they changed uh aspect ratios throughout that the whole like third act yeah the, and, and, oh. and, and i didn't understand at first why they were doing that and i was confused so hard but then i as it got further i'm like oh this makes more sense i'm like oh shit oh shit yeah oh man that's awesome i would have never thought solid to do that movie solid yeah. fucking movie one of one of the better ones of the year for sure for Sensor sure is fantastic um yeah, I, I need to rewatch that since I, I just got it in the other day. And I'm like, you know what? I got to watch this like immediately. I got to show Gabby that because she hasn't seen that. So good. All right. My number three worst of the year is a movie called Stay. Now, this movie, yeah, it's a found footage movie, which, uh, you know me, if you've listened it's to this podcast, yeah, it's, I love that shit. 83 minute found footage movie. Fuck yeah, I'm ready to go. It just, it's again, it comes down to the execution of the movie. Because it starts off really cool. It starts off, you know, like with a girl named, her name is Olivia. And she's like very, very famous on social media. And it's kind of like her dive into just chaos. Because she, she buys a house, uh, I think in New York somewhere. And it's like, I think, I think the house is haunted or something. Either way, it just like, it started off so good. Because I love the, how they play on what's trending currently. Yeah. With like, you know, social media is very big. TikTok and all that stuff. And then it just, the execution was, it's it just, <sighs> Again, classic case of just like not executing a movie. Yeah, and you know, it's, you know, it's a, it's an indie film. It's you know, it's, no one's really heard of this. Like I said, uh, it's, like I said, it's called Stay. Corey was the one who actually turned me on to this movie, and I watched it. And I think we have the same vibes on this one. It's just you know, it's, again, it's just a movie that just didn't totally work. Uh, two and a half stars for me. Just kind of in the middle of the road. I liked it because it was found footage, and I liked the oogie, like the ooga ness of it. But it, it ultimately did not uh, work for me. So, all right, number two. So this is your second favorite of the entire fucking year. What do you got? Last Night in Soho. Yes. Four ooh, and a half stars. Ooh, four and a half. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what that's about, we don't even need to go into it. It's Anya Taylor-Joy. It's fucking Edgar, Edgar Wright. Enough said. Yep. <laughs> Enough said. Um, my number two is a movie, again, that we watched called The Unholy. Ugh. Yikes. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> That wasn't very. That wasn't very good. It was not good either. Um, And again, you have some decent people in this. You've got Carrie Yules. You've got Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Wasn't it produced by Sam Raimi? Yeah, you've got William Sadler produced by uh, Sam Raimi, I believe. It's just another classic case of did not execute 
this. And some of the CGI was really And bad. yeah, some of the CGI was rough. This and um, this and Seventh Day, I know we were very excited for. <laughs> and it just didn't work. And they just fucking flopped. We so actually watched short. them both the same day. Yeah, we. Oh, that's right. We did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were just. It was just a disappointed movie day. So the Seventh Day. I, could, I, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe we didn't. See I pretty not. I think we did. I think we did. Because we saw two. Unholy in the theaters and then I rented Seventh Day from Redbox. So we watched Seventh Day on April 10th and then we watched Unholy on. April 10th, yeah. Oh, okay, so yep. yeah, same yep. day. It's just a disappointing movie day It was day a disappointing us. day. So yeah, Seventh Day has 1.9 out of 5. I gave it 2.5. The Unholy has 2.0 out of 5, and I also gave it a 2.0. Uh, so yeah, disappointing movie day, because those were things we were just super looking forward to, and they just did not pan out at all. Um, all right, so your number one, top of the year. What do you got? Candyman. Uh, Remake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Five I mean, stars. Yep, five stars. Yep, that makes sense. There was nothing wrong with that movie. I didn't think so either. Nothing wrong with I that movie. I didn't go in with high expectations either, so like it it, it, it did it exceeded my expectations. And that's yeah, same with me. Like, you know, when you have a movie like that, just like any other Texas Chainsaw remake or or any other movie from, you know, like I think I think Candyman was ninety. Whatever. When you have a remake of a movie that's that old, you just kinda have to be meet you know, you have to be like in the middle when you go in. You're like, I, this can either be great or or terrible. And yeah, I uh, hot take on this. I liked it more than the original. Same. No offense to Tony Todd. Love Tony Todd. But uh, how they told the story in, in Candyman was amazing. All right, so what's your best worst movie? My best worst movie of the year is the movie, again, we watched We watched together. most of these. We watched a lot of these together. Fried Berry. <gasps> that movie was fucking hot garbage. So bad. It was so, and it's crazy because it has a three point uh, or two point. And somehow it also has a Blu-ray. Yeah, it is a two point nine on Letterboxd, and uh, the 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 description is amazing because it's literally this guy named Barry. He is a drug addicted, abusive bastard who, after another bender, is abducted by aliens. And I'm like, fuck yes, dude. That was a tough movie for us to watch. There we, was so we, many we... penises. So many naked people, and I'm like, I don't need this in my life. I mean, I get it; they're being probed by aliens, but oh my god! So he takes a backseat drive. Barry takes a backseat as an alien visitor assumes control of his body and takes it for a joyride through Cape Town, which is in South uh, South Africa. No. Yep. Nope. No, that is my that is my least favorite movie of the year. We were watching it like, okay, this is this is gonna get better, right? It's gonna get no. It, never, it did not. We and, almost turned it off and we're like, well, it yeah, could we, get better. Yeah, and if I'm if I if we're we were both drinking too, if I'm drunk and I want to turn a movie off, that should say a lot about that movie. Because even if I'm drunk, I could like be inter- yeah be entertained. No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, but I'm not sorry. Hot garbage, yeah. fried berry, worst movie of the year for me. Was not a fan. Please tweet at me, email me if I'm mistaken. Maybe I missed something, but we're both on the same page here. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Not very good. Well, Spencer, we managed to kill an entire hour. (laughs) This is going to be a very long episode, which is fine. It's the end of the year wrap-up. We've got three segments to do. But uh, I don't need to really do a sign-off here because you're going to be, you know, me and uh, Corey will be doing our segment next and then me and Gabby. But, um... I want to say I, I, I agree with your list wholeheartedly. Nice. Um, I just want to say it's amazing. I also need to watch Advent Calendar. Yes, you do. I, I need to watch it. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I hate this movie. So, so bad. I hate this movie so much. Oh my God. Um, there's a couple movies on here, you know, well, I'll definitely try to rewatch and uh, see if I have any other differing opinions. But, uh, and, you know, for now, 
it is what it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, very excited for next year, though. A lot of good shit coming our way. We were talking about how the black phone got moved summer because they probably want to try to get more of a box office. But uh, I'm already looking forward to like next year's movies because like Scream in January. Scream in, like, yeah, sc- starting off a Scream. That's probably going to be the first horror movie that we all see because I think that's the only one slated for January. Yeah. Um. So it's going to be a lot of a lot of good movies next year. Very excited, and uh, I'm very excited to also relay my other list here. Spencer again, fucking solid list. Thanks. Thank you for being a part of this. I really could not do it without you guys. Um, Cause no one wants to listen to me talk for an hour and a half by myself. And you always bring the fucking trivia and the knowledge. So thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Michael, you're fired. Um, you haven't said a goddamn word again. You're fired. Entire, you're, 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 you're fired. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, we're going to be right back after I play the theme song again or whatever you want to call it. And me and Corey will be doing our, well, his top 10 and then my top 10 runner-up. Spencer again. Thanks, bro. You're welcome. I keep seeing it all over the found footage group and the smattering of people who are like, it's amazing. And then the other people that are like, it sucks. And I'm like, I need to watch it. That's literally every movie that gets posted in that group is it's either everybody loves it or everybody hates it. And there's no, no, you're, there's not allowed to have middle ground. It's weird. And it's weird. That's a, (laughs) that's a found footage group. So, uh, yeah, it is funny how divided people are. Uh, but we're talking about the deep house. We were just, uh, I realized I was looking at my letterbox and saw someone watched it and I'm like, I need to watch that. It's new for this year. It's uh French, I think. Yeah. And I, so, it's foreign. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's French. Yeah. It's, uh, it's foreign or, um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's got the, uh, found footage group kind of divided on who likes it and who doesn't. But I mean, it's, it's about underwater exploration of this fucking submerged house or some shit. And yeah, and it's I'm like, like it, okay, it's like an underwater haunted house. Yeah. I'm down for that. Um, so yeah, uh, welcome back to episode, oh shit, 127. It's been a couple days since me and Spencer recorded ours. Yeah, 127. Uh, of course, I'm your host, and now I'm joined with your co-host, Corey Johnson. Hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. Oh, a triple hey, oh. That's new. <laughs> it's, it's the end of the year, bro. We I gotta, like we gotta do something. We gotta, we gotta do something different. Yeah, it is, man, it is the end of the year. It has been a, honestly, it's been a fucking solid year for horror movies, I feel. It really has been. Yeah, I mean, uh, stuff that's come straight to streaming. Or stuff that's gone to theaters, or or both. You know, like I think *Malignant* was one that went to yeah. theaters. So it's been a very interesting year for watching horror movies. Um, I know we watched *Malignant* at the house. We couldn't catch it in theaters. Uh, so I was uh, we were I was fortunate to be like, cool, it's on HBO. I, I, <laughs> caught, I caught it at the house too. It was it was great. Yeah, it was convenient. So um, it's definitely been a weird but awesome year. And uh, I'm excited to go into my next list. And I'm also very excited to hear your top ten uh, of the year. Like I said before, when we when, before we went on live, uh, I was I was rearranging so much today, try, <laughs> trying to like tweak my uh, tweak my list to make sure it was perfect. Because I remember me and Spencer talked about how Willy's Wonderland did not make any of my lists. Well, now that has changed um, because uh, I had all the Fear Streets on my honorable mentions, all three of them, and I'm like, okay, 
they're all great and I like them yeah, all. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's three solid positions yeah. that you like so pick I, one, yeah. which one of the three was your favorite? That's exactly what I did. I picked And that's my, what I did as yeah. well. <laughs> um so I just I had a lot of three and a half star rated movies and two of the Fear Streets went into that category, so I just subbed in other movies that were the same rating just to kind of give the more indie-ish movies, you know, the spotlight because yeah, I didn't want three of my ten movies to be Fear Street. They're all great and I love them, but there's also some other good shit that I want to get into. So yeah, Willie's Wonderland is on there at some point. And uh I don't know. Uh, this is a weird top ten for or like not top ten, but you know, my my runner up list of the year. This is this is a weird one. So, it's same, a weird one. Same for me because like I didn't necessarily watch like a whole lot of new stuff this year. Do you know how much you like how many in total you did? You uh have? Of at least ten, yeah, at least ten, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, at least ten, probably about fifteen. Okay, um, but this year was kind of me going back and like you know watching all the old '90s stuff and like doing all that, and it was just kind of like I need to step away from like new stuff for a little bit. That's fair. And I've also been trying to watch like non horror stuff to give my brain a break at night when I try and sleep. Oh yeah, you have to separate your horror at some point because yeah, it can be over- overwhelming yeah, to watch so much. It's it's at the point where I'm like dreaming in like directorial horror movies. Oh it's it's not even scary, it's just like I'm yelling at the scene. <laughs> So you're I'm living these uh these nightmares and you're directing them. All right. <laughs> so that's what's going on. Oh, goodness. No wonder my dreams have been so crazy lately. I've got a weird director behind the, the scenes. He's screaming and yelling because I've been having some like f- like fever <laughs> dreams lately. And I'm just like, what is happening? So it's you. It's obviously you. Um, So, uh, yeah, I mean, so in this year, I mean, like, so you said you've seen about 15. I've seen what is it, 40. Spencer got the most this year with 50 fucking three, which is well, that that's is, it's uh, Spencer. Uh, yeah, it's not surprising. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, how many? How many movies did you go see? I know this. I'm throwing shit at you last second, but how many of these movies on your list did you actually see in theaters? Because I'm um, curious about that. Because most of mine, none of them. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't. <laughs> I, th- I saw one, two, two, two. I saw a three. I saw in theaters, which is pretty crazy. Because a yeah. lot, of, a lot of shit is just coming straight <sighs> to Shutter or straight to just like I watched one that was straight to Paramount Plus. It's like it's a different. After 2020, things just got weird, and most of my stuff is not theatrical anymore. Yeah, it's and it's it's kind of nice because like I love going to the theater, but I also have a very large, nice TV, so it's like, yeah, eh. yeah. <laughs> I'm the same way. Some of the stuff I'm okay seeing on my TV because we can turn all the lights off. It can be pitch black. There's two people, or maybe three at most. Um, and I can crank the surround sound to my level. Set the AC where you want. Yeah, like you, get a blanket, get you, some fucking you can popcorn. Eat, you can eat, yeah, popcorn. You can make yourself like actual food. Yeah. And it's not going to cost you fucking <laughs> forty-seven <laughs> twelve or whatever. <laughs> Even with your rewards. Um, yeah, so it's been an interesting year, like I said. And I actually kind of enjoyed some of the ones I had to watch at home because they were in theaters. I was like, this is nice because I'm on my couch so it's going to be a very interesting list. Um, I feel like we're probably going to have some sort of uh, correlation between our lists here, I feel, because I know you've seen some of these. But I, I guarantee our top tens are going to be almost... I feel like they're going to be almost identical. I, I don't know. I'm, I may surprise you with some of my placements. I, I know you will. <laughs> you always have a surprise factor with you, and you're probably going to throw one in there that I haven't seen uh, There's some shit. I, there's probably... <laughs> There's probably at least three you haven't seen. Okay. 
I think. Well, then I'm about it. Um, so I'm going to re- reiterate this again. I'm doing my top 10 runner-ups, honorable mentions, whatever, what have you, and you are doing your top 10 of the year. Um, and I will I will let you start because I'm ready to hear this fucking list. So let's start so, with the number 10 entry. My number 10, I rated it a 2 out of 5 on Letterboxd, is The uh, the Curse of Aurora. I the, see. There's one I haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the uh, Canadian found footage. They go to like some well, backwoods town in Quebec, and they're trying to like solve the mystery of a dead girl or something. I know the basic gist of it, but yeah, I just haven't seen it. Yeah, Not it, yet. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's fun. Pretty good for a two though. I uh, pr- uh, it's a two <laughs> no budget found footage. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. That too is good. <laughs> All right. So the uh, curse of and that was that uh, that was streaming or did you have to rent it? You know that's uh, streaming on Amazon for free. Oh, I think. Oh, you think it was when I watched it? Okay, it could have changed, but sometimes Amazon will keep shit for for quite a while. Um, my number ten, as I've already mentioned, uh, I threw Willy's Wonderland in there at number ten because it's Nick Cage. He doesn't say a fucking word throughout the whole movie, and he battles all these animatronics, and it's just, it's fun, silly shenanigans. I still haven't seen it. I want to. <laughs> but, so ridiculous. But, like, every time I go, number one, it's all, only ever for rent, and the yeah. last time I saw it for rent, it was, like, six ninety nine. Six ninety nine. dollars yeah. And I was like, I don't want to watch Nick Cage not talk. Half the fun of Nick Cage is when he talks like this, oh, and, and, you- and he gets so animated, and it's, I don't know. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Um, I have the Blu-ray, so I'll let you, uh, this, at some point I'll just let you borrow it it's so you can enough. watch it because it's so funny. Um, that lost out or uh, Fear Street in '78 and '70 or '94 are back there in like the 11, 12, 13 range. I had to push them out, and then I'm not also going to mention Spiral either because that was a hunk of garbage. Well, I loved it, but I'm not going to mention it because I'm trying not to mention bigger movies and also again the Fear Street. So my number ten is Willy's Wonderland. Your number ten, The Curse of Aurora. Aurora. It's A U R O R E. Pronounce it in French. Aurora. All right, let's go to your number nine, top ten. Uh, my number nine, I rated a three out of five, is uh, Fear Street '94. '94, okay, yeah, that's yeah. my number nine. That was a good one, man. I think they really out could. of out of all of them, I liked that one the most because it. So you got '94, and you're like, wow, this is really fresh and really cool and really fun. And then you get '89, is it '78? '78, and then you're like, this is less fresh. And by the time you get to six, uh, 1666, 16, you're like, I'm, I'm sick of these characters. Oh, I was, for, I, I for started me, anyway, that's, that's that how I felt way for me. <laughs> I love the nostalgia from 94, but I felt like it relied on the nostalgia so much that, um, like it, it was like the main selling point for that movie. I mean, it's still a great movie. I fucking enjoyed the hell out of what, it. What you, you, you mean you don't remember the 1600s? Come on, bro. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Maybe a former version of myself does, but I do not. Um, yeah, that was a good one. I really liked the colors in that one. It just looked very vibrant and yeah. just awesome. And of course, the 90s nostalgia for me, you, and Spencer, Gabby. Yeah, we, it it's was like, you I, know. I guess for me, it was just the most fun to watch. No, that was definitely the f- like the f- uh, funnest of the bunch, if that's a word. Funnest? funnest. I think that's a word. Most fun. Most fun. Um, uh, but yes, uh, yeah, 94 was a good one. I mean, that whole, I think they knocked them all out of the park for releasing them oh, yeah, for w- sure. once a week. I thought that was really cool. Um, my number 10, and it's only because... Your number nine? My number nine. 
My number nine, and it's only because I watched the extended slash alternate version, is Escape Room Tournament of Champions. Because, <laughs> no, the theatrical was was good. Like, I gave it a three. I was like, this is fun. Not as good as the first one, but I enjoyed it. The alternate cut, not even kidding. It's a whole fucking new movie. There's 15 minutes of added scenes. There's like a new intro, a new fucking ending. It's a completely different movie. And it changes the entire tone of the movie. So I gave it a three five. Because I liked it better because the story just made so much more sense. So if you're going to watch Escape Game or Escape Room or you already have, buy the Blu-ray, watch the alternate cut. It introduces new characters and the whole fucking movie is completely (laughs) different. Obviously, besides the middle, that's all the same. Right. Different ending, different beginning, like 15 extra minutes. Wild. Although I guarantee you that now because you've said it, if you go to Amazon and type in Escape Game, there is a knockoff Escape Room horror movie called Escape Game somewhere. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure, they, I'm <laughs> sure there is. No, Escape Room Tournament of Champions, a sequel to the original Escape Room. Yeah, I uh, 100% the alternate, whatever you want to call it, director's cut, whatever it is, the different version on the Blu-ray, like seriously, 100 times better. Yeah, it's, it's usually that doesn't happen. Director's cuts are like a couple extra minutes here, and you're like, yeah, that's cool, but doesn't change the movie this is it's like watching two separate movies it's yeah. it's very weird um so i recommend that a lot gave that one a three five. Oh, also gave willie's wonderland a three five as well so your number eight my number eight i gave this movie a three five doing paranormal activity next of kin oh shit it, i so i liked it but i didn't love it it was a very beautiful movie to look at i liked the whole like offshoot religious cult type thing I didn't like the rug pull in like the arc of the last half of the movie where they're like, Oh, they've been doing this. I was just like, See, that's another instance where it totally works for you. Fucking Mike. God damn it. Piece of shit. It totally works for me, but does not work for no, you. No, not at all. Oh, I, that's what gave it the three, five for me. I was like, yes. <laughs> no. And that's what took the point five away for me was cause yeah. I was like, I was like, but uh, Oh, See, man. I was like, either make it random or make it that you've just been like, you've just known where she is for some fucking yeah. demon reason, not because you're just stalking her for the past like four years. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. Also, <laughs> accidental spoiler alert. Didn't mean to do that. Uh, I can cut that out if I if I can if I can work it. Um, it's yeah. a, it's also not that big a deal. It's yeah, I mean yeah, because um, most of these people. Now, most of these people, I'm saying most people in general aren't, aren't even fans of these movies. I mean, yeah. most of the paranormal activity have like less than a three. Um, so sorry about the spoiler, but I mean, <laughs> if people, people might not be paying attention for like that one second, but I mean, that's one of the ones that came straight to Paramount Plus. Yeah. That was not in theaters, nowhere else. I literally got Paramount Plus for two days to watch that movie <laughs> and then I canceled it because there's nothing else on that ad that I want to watch at all. It's not great. No. But there has been instances like this where a movie went straight there or there like we got it for the stand when we wanted to watch that. So it does have it have its things, but it's like very seldom. So yeah. it's probably going to be the first thing we cancel because, yeah, it's, I'll it's just, not that great. I'll just make a new burner for the 14 day free trial. I mean, you can. Yeah, you can make up an email. You just fucking Yahoo, whatever. Throw it in. No one will know. Nobody's going to know. Um, So my number eight. Right. Yes. All right. My number eight is a movie called The Power. I believe this is another like straight to VOD thing. Uh, it was about a, uh, a nurse in Britain because uh, most people probably don't know this one because I barely did until Spencer told me about it. But she's going through, I guess, in 1974 in London, there were like these blackouts that happened 
It's mm-hmm. a thing. Um, so she's a nurse on her first night in a hospital where there's a lot of rolling blackouts and it's near an empty hospital. So she's kind of walking through, you know, with like the little fucking things they had, like a lantern, yeah. like a like a, a gaslit lantern. Um, this is very well done and uh, very creepy and also only 92 minutes. So, you know, oh, that's, nice that, and quick, too. nice and quick. Uh, but yeah, that's one I wanted to throw in my top 10 or, you know, the honorable top 10, because something that should be mentioned that probably a lot of people haven't heard about. And I, I think I'm pretty sure it's Shudder. Oh, yeah, right there. So it's streaming on Shudder, but you can also rent it on like Amazon and Vudu. So if you have Shudder, it's there for freezies. Um, all right. So your number seven. My number seven, I rated a three out of five. It is a movie called Stay. We talked about it. Oh, I, yeah. That was on I, my last list with Spencer. Yeah, yeah. We talked. Did we watch it together or? No, you had watched it and mentioned it to me. And then I watched it because okay. it, was, it was like either really cheap to rent or, or streaming for free. I think it was streaming for free. Yeah. Um, And it was like 83 minutes. It was like so quick. Yeah, that's like that's like the best runtime is like 115 to like 128, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, I mentioned that on the uh, one with me and Spencer. It was uh, it was good for I don't know it was like good for found footage, but didn't totally work for me. What'd you give it? I gave it a uh, three out of five. Okay, you gave it you gave it a two five. Like, I was like a two or two five. Yeah, yeah. It didn't fully work for me, but I you know I always appreciate when someone makes a found footage movie. Yeah, like, it's like you you and get, it, you and get it like a star a, just for that. And it was <laughs> an interesting premise as right. to like what the big spook actually was. So I was like, ah, I give it that extra. A little, little half, yeah, yeah, just like a little extra, yeah. I do that all the time. Um, well, my seven, uh, my number seven, funny enough, is uh, also paranormal. A para- I can never say that. Paranormal activity next of Ken. Um, honestly, probably would have gotten a higher rating if it wasn't labeled as paranormal activity. Yeah. The only it, thing. It, that- if they would have literally just called it next, next of, of Ken. Ken. Yes. It, it, done. It's a four. Cool. Yeah, it's a four <laughs> right there. Um, the only ties that they have. Uh, that I found on the interwebs was something about how the demon, uh, you know, Toby and this demon were the, like the same, I don't know, the same like Asmodeus or something like that. There was a connection to the actual demon of Toby that's briefly mentioned in this. And that is the only like shred of anything I could tie them yeah, together. But and it's not so, even, it's like not even directly related. Yeah. But doesn't, uh, is it, it's not ghost dimension. What's the one where you actually get, the info on the cult of all the mothers, uh, the midwives. Yeah. It's either three or four because one is like, you know, the starting story Two yeah. involves, uh, her sister, um, whatever her name's sister. Oh my God. Mika and Katie, it's Katie's sister. And then the third one is when it goes back into their childhoods. And then that's right. when you start to learn more about the midwives because they tell you, they actually tell you the name of the demon in that one. Don't they? And it's, it's Asmodeus. I'm it, pretty sure. Is it? I'm pretty sure. Mm. I, again, it's something I'd have to double check because I, I remember looking it up and like maybe it's not Asmodeus. Maybe it's something else. But I something someone related both of the demons from Next of Kin and the main demon from the rest of the series is, is kind of a tie-in. And I'm like, eh, it's not really Do a I have to go back and watch the whole series? <laughs> oh, no. It's a quick Google search I could probably find here. But, um, yeah, other than that, they don't really relate at all. I was thinking Next of Kin, like, related to the family. Uh, that's Tran- what I was you know, hoping. So it's kind of a like a weird MacGuffin that throws you off because you think it's going to be related. And it, it's it's not. It's just they're doing a clever thing with the name, like. But it's all it's, it's very confusing. Just take the paranormal activity off. Yeah. Next of kin, 
I mean, at the end of the day, though, this was one of the more stressful movies I watched. There was just a lot of tension in this movie. Like when they were breaking into the church and they shouldn't be. And, yeah. they, and then they found that huge hole. You're like, well, oh. And, and I will give it to them that the set design for everything gave every situation like a very overbearing, like heavy yeah. air to it. So that, and that's why I said it was, it was beautiful to look at. It was, it was a great movie to experience. Just don't get actually lost in the movie. Yeah. Because it's not it, like, it's it's a flimsy story. <laughs> yeah, see, and and that's that's I I maybe I'll need to watch it again, but like I, I really I don't know I I guess I just liked it for what it was. It was just very stressful, and if you can stress me out during a movie like that, like I'll I'll, I'll give you a good rating because if you can make me feel an emotion that triggers a response from me, it's like not many movies can do that. Oh yeah, for sure. Obviously, Hereditary is at the top of the list, but um. So yeah, that's streaming right now on Paramount Plus. If you don't have it, do what Corey did: get a uh, free trial, watch it, cancel. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's fourteen days. It's two weeks. That's pretty instead instead of a seven. So yeah, go. That's for not it. bad. Check out whatever else they have. Maybe watch the stand if you want. Um. So yeah, uh, you're number six now, sir. My number six. You're probably gonna find this surprising how far down it is on the list, but at a three point five, it's uh, Wakufe. Oh, I'm not. That's not. I'm not that surprised. Okay. I remember I remember your rating of that one at 3.5, so I figured it would be right around there. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Javier. Oh, which Ho- by the way. Hope you get better. Yeah, he's uh, he had a, something happen to him, and he's in the hospital. So we uh, we actually, I messaged him, and you messaged him. I was like, hey, buddy, like, hope you feel better. He answered back almost immediately. Yeah. Sent pictures of him. I'm like, yeah, oh, he's like, like I'm dude. doing all right. And we're like, all right, yeah, yeah horror like, community stands behind you, bro. Well, because, you know, I had, we had both mentioned, we were like, yeah, we were going to reach out to you and try to get you on an episode. But obviously, that's not uh, not a thing. So, like, you know, please get better. Let us know when you're better and when you're up to it. Like, But, but he did say, like, as soon as he's better. Yeah. He's, 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 he's wanting to get in. So yeah, our list seriously, my heart goes out to him and I hope he, like I told him, hope you get a speedy recovery. I hope this, you know, no issues in the future, man. Cause that's, that's, I mean, that's a scary thing to happen. So, um, get well, get well soon, buddy. And, uh, we'll have you on as soon as you're ready. My number six. Yeah, we we already talked about Wakufe. If you've been listening, <laughs> yeah. so we don't need to tell you what that's about. Like, we had like what? A, like two episodes ago? Yeah, we had, we had like a forty-five <laughs> minute conversation on that. It was fucking awesome. Uh, and he actually, uh, Javier actually like reposted it on Facebook. I thought that was really on cool. on the actual official movie yeah, Facebook yeah, Wakufe too. page. So that's cool. Still spelling my name wrong though. Uh, yeah, see, everybody <laughs> spells. They my put that extra name. e in there, man. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Um. Uh, so my, my number six is actually a movie I don't entirely remember, but it, I, obviously I gave it, you know, a four. Uh, it's a movie called Bloody Hell, another straight to VOD movie. <laughs> um, this guy, this guy flees the country to escape his own personal hell. Only he arrives somewhere much worse. And um, so in his effort to survive this new horror, he turns to his personified conscience it is. I just remember it being wacky and wild, very gory, and so, it was, that sounds like just a straight up Black Mirror episode. <laughs> it does, honestly. Um, but it's yeah. The tagline is one hell of a fairy tale. So it's bloody hell. Um, I think Spencer rented that on Vudu because I watched this back on let's see March. Yeah, March fifteenth. So this is like nine months ago. That's probably why I don't remember it uh, yeah, too well. Yeah, probably because it was something that I watched at the beginning of the year. But yeah, bloody hell was definitely a bloody good time. Uh, my number six. Let's go to your number five. Sir. My number five. I rated a four out of five. It is a movie called Blood Red Sky. Ooh, something I haven't seen. It's a Netflix original. 
Um, is that the one about the vampires? Yeah, on the plane. Yes. Oh, yes. I, that, that's yes. One, that's one that was on my list that I never watched. Damn yeah. It. No. It was. It was. It was really good. It's because they set it up to be this very like high intensity, like hooky, spooky Resident Evil on an airplane type shit, <laughs> and it gets very comic booky very fast, okay. while still maintaining like a good level of horror. Um, but it's, there are times where I'm, I was sitting there. I'm like, this is just wacky. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. Wow. It's two hours. It, it, it is a little bit long. Blood, at points. Two two hours straight to Netflix. Yep. That's the one. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. The vamp. Yeah. It's got that title card there with the lady looking back from the yep, plane. Yep, yep. It looks awesome. I just, I just, I totally forgot about that. I'm going to put that on my watch list here so I can remember. So would you give that a 4.0? Uh, yeah, four, 4 out of 5. Righteous. 4 out of 5. All right. All right. My number 5 is uh, a movie that, again, on the, on the found footage group, was very hit or miss, and, and I gave it a 4. Um, it's a VHS 94. You know, I was going to put that on my list, but I couldn't justify liking all of it enough to put it on my list because there were very specific bits that are like, this is fucking lit. Yeah. But the rest of it, I was like, Oh, I hated the wraparound, the wraparound story. Like the, like the main core of the story. Oh yeah. I I hated all of that. I hated that, but I loved every single short so much that I was like, I don't give a fuck about the wraparound. I'm, I'm really here. I'm here for the shorts. Like fuck the wraparound. I didn't, I I didn't even really like all of the shorts. What? There were like, really? There were like two shorts that I were like, okay, these are lit. The rest of them, I was like, eh. Wow. I, that's it. That's interesting. I really thought that would have been like right up your alley, to be honest. Mm. Interesting. I, and I, I went into it. I, wow. I, I was like, all right, it's a VHS movie. I Like, I know where my expectations need to sit for me to enjoy this movie at all. Yeah. Went into it with those expectations. Opening up. Loved it. First bit with Ratma. Loved it. Fucking went through and I'm like. Eh. You didn't like the the like the robot style one? No. What? I I I what? no didn't care for oh, it. Oh no, that was like my favorite one. <laughs> oh wow, it's so crazy that we can have this wildly different opinions. No, it was oh, it it so was funny. it was the Ratma. That and, was yeah. And the uh, the militia one were my two favorites. That was yeah. Just I think watching that was one and four actually. I'm pretty yeah. Sure. Just watching those. Dumb idiots in the fucking Midwest somewhere. Yeah, pretty oh, much. It, yeah. it was hilarious. Oh, yeah, because that one involved the vampire that they were keeping mm-hmm. for, for a non... Like, they didn't even explain that. They're just like, we got a vampire. And you're like, oh, they were gonna, what? They were going to have him infect people. No, no, oh, no, I'm saying they don't ever explain how they got him. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. okay. <laughs> and I love that. I'm like, I don't really, I don't really need an explanation. Um, interesting, man. I really thought that'd be right. <laughs> I really did think that, you know, oh, there was five. That's right. Holy shit. There were five fucking shorts. Interesting. All right. So yeah, I gave that a four. Um, definitely, definitely up there. I, I, don't, I still, still not my most highest rated VHS, but it was just banana sandwich for me. And I'm like, I don't even fucking halfway through the movie. I looked at Gabby. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck's happening. Like, what is all this crazy shit that's happening on screen? Um, interesting. All right. So that's, that didn't make your list at all. VHS. No. Oh shit. Wow. No, not at all. Damn. All right. Uh, what's your number four? My number four, uh, is actually a series 
that I rated entirely a four out of five is uh, Midnight Mass. Ah, you son of a bitch. I, I, had... I thought I was going to be the only one. <laughs> no, no, I loved it so much. It was so fucking good. Like, I had to pace myself on watching it because I would have sat through the entirety of it in like a single afternoon. And I was like, I can't do this to myself. I need to savor it just a little bit. Yeah, we I think we watched one or two a night. And like over like the course of a week, because there's, like, yeah. there's like seven episodes. But it's it's one of those that it like every beat that it hit, it hit perfectly. Every time I was like, oh, it's this thing. They're like, no, it's not. And then it gave me the, okay, well, now is this just one big, huge metaphor for something? And then it was like, okay, go back and rewatch it <laughs> and see if you think it's about that metaphor. It's, oh, I loved it. What'd so you give much. it? Uh, four out of five. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to come back up definitely uh, for mine. So a uh, little, little spoiler alert there. I, I was curious to see because I, I didn't I didn't tell anybody that that could be on the list because I guess I just didn't think about it. But I was like, I kind of wanted to see if anybody else. Because that's well, something you can actually rate on Letterboxd. So I was like, it's going on my fucking well, top and, 10. And so here's the thing. I knew that somewhere on a list of yours, you had all three Fear Streets yeah. at some point. Oh, yeah. Yep. So it's like, if he did three feature-length movies, I can do a show and it'd be totally fair. Because somebody in a list, I think, last year did Bly Manor. So I was like... Oh, I think I... Oh, shit. Did I? Or maybe Gab, Gabby must have. I think it was Gabby. So I was like, if, if those rules still apply, I can do Midnight Mass... And it will not count against yeah, me. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I'm pretty sure she did because you can't rate those on here. And I go by whatever I can rate on here yeah. goes on my fucking list if I, if I want to put it on there. So I guess I didn't say anything this year because I was like, you can rate it on Letterboxd. It's a horror fucking thing. Yes, it's not a movie, but I mean, it is like a long movie. It's like a seven hour-ish movie. Yeah, it's, whatever. it's, it's the uh, Netflix equivalent to Band of Brothers. See, yeah, exactly. Oh, that was a Netflix thing? No, I said Netflix equivalent. Oh, equivalent. Too. Sorry, yep, I, no. wor- I worked that backwards. <laughs> um, yeah, so you, yeah, you definitely picked up on that then because I, I was like, yeah, if I can rate it, I can throw it on there. But I'm pretty sure Gabby is the one that did that last year with Bly Manor, and I was like, son of a bitch. I think I got mad at her too because I was like, what the fuck? That's not well, a th- that's well, not a thing you can do. <laughs> and, as, and as I was making this list, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, he yelled at Gabby for this, but I did rate it. So <laughs> if it's rateable, yeah, <laughs> that's the new fucking uh, like uh, rule, I guess. If you can rate it on Letterboxd and it's horror, throw it on the fucking list. Hell yeah, dude. All right. So I'm not alone with that. That's that's I see. I knew there would be some correlation between my, uh, our, our top 10 lists. Um, all right. So you just did your four. So my four honorable mention runner up of the year uh, army of the dead. It was just something I never expected to like because it was a zombie movie and it's an oversaturated market, but they did just wild and weird shit. And the camera work was just unparalleled. Like it's was too gorgeous. There's no reason for it to be that pretty. So it got, it got a four for me. Plus Dave Bautista national treasure. That oh, needs to man, be. I fell asleep during that movie. <laughs> it's another one that is I know people are divided on it's, it's it's also Snyder and people are divided on Justice League and a lot of his movies uh, yeah I didn't yeah. I, I didn't like that movie either oh I loved his cut of it I didn't like it you watched the four hour version yeah oh I love that movie so it, much I, oh I, my god I'm at the point where I've, I've I've given up on DC like I will watch the new Pattinson Batman and I will continue to support other spinoffs of Batman or like if they do it like a Joker two, but yeah, I'm um, I'm done with the Justice League. Y'all y'all can't compare 
Well, that's what I'm... I don't know. See, for me, that's because I did not like the regular theatrical cut. I gave it like a two or a two and a half. I didn't like either of them is what I'm saying. I know. That's just weird. <laughs> yeah, that's weird because usually people... Most people that didn't like that at least like the Snyder one because it made more sense. Yeah, it was a gauntlet of a movie. Four hours is way too unnecessary, but... Um, I guess I'm a sucker for camera angles. I don't know, but yeah, I felt it was better than the, uh, at least the theatrical, but that, you know, a lot of people are divided on these movies. I just, I, I didn't expect to enjoy this for it being two hours and 28 minutes. It flew by like it, for me, oh, yeah. it, it flew by and I'm like, that was the weirdest zombie movie I've ever seen. You had a zombie tiger and, and spoiler alert, pregnant zombies. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So, I don't know. I guess I liked it for what it did for zombies because it did something different. It was not formulaic. It had... Um, th- that they might have been weird, but at least they were different. So, that's my four. You're number three. All right, we're getting top three here. Uh, top top three of your top ten list. What do you got? My number three might surprise you. Um, I rated it a four out of five. Okay. Malignant. Hey! Yes! I was hoping that would make your list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it made really because like the more the more I sat and thought about it, I was like, I had a lot of fun with that movie. Yeah. And it was it was just so over the top. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) See, that's what most people, I guess, don't appreciate is the fact that you get like a really good setup. Right. The setup is great. James Wan does this ridiculous camera work like that overhead shot where he was following the main like yeah ridiculous and then you get the most wild fever dream bonkers third act (laughs) what's not to love what's not to love yeah I'm glad you um, that was your number three yeah that was my number three oh my god did you so you saw that one at home right yes did you watch that with uh Wes no, I sat and watched that by myself. Oh shit! Yeah, and you still enjoyed it like that. Oh much? yeah, interesting. Okay, because I know sometimes if you watch movies alone versus with at least some people, it can, yeah, it can affect your so, uh, enjoyment. There, he's kind of burnt out. Um, because the past like, oh, I so you know what movie we were talking about that he was like, yeah, that stupid fucking movie that I had to watch with you. Which one? It was fucking uh the bed that eats. <laughs> <laughs> Deathbed, the bed that eats. It was that, and then I was watching some <laughs> other dumb fucking Spanish horror movie, and he was like, "What the, what the fuck are you watching?" I was like, "Dude, I don't know." The, so uh, those are the two things. Yes. Yeah, so, okay. <laughs> so him him watching like horror with me, I've kind of put a bad taste in his mouth. And you know, Jess just hates my taste in horror movies. Mm. She is like, she she hates it. So we have to find something that we've both already seen now. Oh man. <laughs> Cause she she sat with me to watch uh, Wakufe for the first time. Okay, and she had a horrible time. Oh dang! She was like, "I don't understand this movie. What is going on? I don't get it." That's fair. We didn't get it. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> we really didn't get a lot of it. Uh, but you know, found footage is uh, our bread and butter here. Oh, malignant. So, uh, I, I, do you have the same opinions as me on that? Just like you know, good setup. Yeah, <laughs> good, great set design, great camera angles fantastic violence um but weird very strange very strange um don't go into it with the expectations that you think it's gonna be because it's not it's almost like yeah it's almost like someone at the studio was just like here's 20 million dollars or however much that costs uh have fun you know like whatever just go off and do it it's like they yeah gave, it's like they gave him free reign to do whatever he wanted and that's what i think i appreciate about that movie the most is the fact that 
I the studio couldn't have been that involved in that movie. No, not There's at all. no way. It's so wild and ridiculous, and it was also kind of a return to form for James Wan because he had been doing Aquaman and like Fast Seven and shit like that. Yeah. So it was a nice. Uh, it was a nice return for sure. Um, all right, my number three runner-up of the year. My the, my favorite Fear Street, uh, 1666. Uh, I liked how they got like the witch vibes from doing, you know, a, like a period piece, but then they also flipped it back into 1994, so I got those vibes too. So it was like two of my favorite things, like, you know, like the witch shit and then like 90s nostalgia. I'm like, this is fantastic. So I gave it a four, and then how everything tied together too. That's, was, that's totally fair. Yeah, however, they, they just, it was like the nice little bow on top from the whole, you know, trilogy or series or whatever you want to call it for Fear Street, and it just, it just worked for me. Um, if you have Netflix, I'm sure you've probably seen this by now. And if you haven't, go check them out. But make sure you watch them in the correct order. Because I know there was a lot of people, when they first came out, irritated at them. Because they watched them, I guess they waited for them to all release. And then they watched them, like, backwards. Or they watched, yeah. yeah. No, you have to watch them 94, 78, 16, 66. Because it's not going to fucking make sense if you start with 1666 at all. Because that's how they tie everything up. So, I don't know if you notice that online or anything no not really oh yeah there was one group i was in there was just people bitching about this like i don't understand it i was commenting i'm like guys you have to watch it and they were like oh shit yeah like look it up online before you watch it don't just dive into these <laughs> things because they are a like they are really a continuous story even though they're set in uh in different times so uh, i guess we're on to your number two uh top 10 so we're gonna so you you know what my number ones and number two is but we're gonna we're gonna make it a game within a list. You have to guess which my number two is because they're both rated four point five. I mean, I know one of them. No, I, no, you know both of them. Well, I'm saying I know at least at least one of them has to be Candyman, and if it's not, then oh, shit. it is I, not. Well, then I guess I, don't, I hated that movie. Oh, then I guess I don't know shit. Oh, my oh, number oh. one and number two. Oh, Come okay, on, bro. Okay. I haven't heard these two. Um, I'm going to go with Queen of Black Magic for your number two. It is Queen yeah. of Black Magic. Yes, it is. Yes, sir. <laughs> Rated a 4.5. It is a fucking mind trip. You will be made uncomfortable. You will see dead children. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going a lot on. Of dead children. It's, oh, it's no. great. It's so good. Oh, man. Yoko Anwar takes a bunch of like really old horror tropes and goes, oh, I'm making these shiny again. <laughs> wait, did, uh, wait, he, oh, he wrote that one. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I was like, wait, that's not the director. Yeah. He wrote that one, but yeah, that's the same guy that we've mentioned plenty of times on this podcast. Um, I believe you, you brought it to our attention with Satan, Satan slaves, slaves. Yes, sir. Uh, which I still fucking haven't seen. Uh, but yeah, this one, it's funny. This one came out at the beginning of the year in January streaming and i just you know, i just watched it recently yeah with like very little fanfare to it also yeah honestly but it's got it's got a 3.4 on letterbox yeah that should say a lot it's, it's oh it's so good this is the indonesian one correct because yeah. your top yeah, yeah, your yeah, first yeah. one is uh yeah okay this yeah this is the indonesian one but yeah this one um that was a wild ride dude seriously it and was, you can't even really explain it all that well like you can't like Three families go to this orphanage where they're, all the dads grew up in, and then they're faced with just absolute trauma from the past and how that affects everyone that walks through these doors. 
and that's about all you get your setup. Yeah, yeah that's all. <laughs> that's you can, it. That's all you can say. Everything else is very important to the story. And it's another. It's another thing for me that almost was perfect. The only, the really, the only issue I had with it was the the random spots of CG because I didn't feel like it was needed. I feel like you could have done that without it, but. It's such a good setup. It has a very like kind of almost drawn out middle because oh no, this isn't this isn't the longer one. This is only 100 minutes. The, it's the other one that's longer. But it has a little bit of a interesting middle and then how they tie everything together with uh this like how they tie the story together with yeah. why everything it's it's just perfect storytelling. It re- it really <laughs> it's is. It's perfect storytelling. Um and that's you know, that's you have Yoko Anwar to thank for that and then the director is a man named Kimo Stam Stambol and I don't know. Oh man, he's apparently directed eleven or twelve things, so we have to look into him as well. Oh, he also produced VHS too. All right, <laughs> fucking tight. It's it's amazing how once you get like <clears throat> even slightly into like caring about certain directors and certain writers, you're like, oh shit, this guy's worked on like twelve things that I really like. Yeah, or, or that stuff I need to watch that I haven't even heard of. It's uh pretty interesting. So yeah, Queen of Black Magic is streaming on Shutter for sure, or at least it was. Oh, it doesn't say where it's streaming on Letterboxd anymore. Okay, I just watched it on Shutter like last week. I hope that hasn't changed. It, it should still be there. I think it's a Shutter original. That's what I'm saying. It's weird. It's not. Uh, it's not saying that the Queen. Let me just do this real quick so we can let let you guys know if it actually is. Because I definitely. Yeah, it's it's there. Yeah, Shutter original. I don't know why Letterbox is tweaking, but uh, you can watch that there. Letterbox stay tweaking though. That's true. Um, and you know you can really enjoy that one. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun. Make sure you turn the subtitles on. Don't don't watch it if it's subbed. Or wait, no wait. Don't watch it if it's dubbed. Don't watch it dubbed. Yeah, watch it subbed always. Terrible idea. Oh, I need to go to my other list because I almost just told you my number two, which would have been incorrect. My number two for my honorable horror mentions is The Night House by David Bruckner. That is one of the few I saw in theaters this year, and it was fantastic. It's another one that was highly anticipated for 2020 and then got pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and finally came out this year. Um, It's essentially about Rebecca Hall dealing with uh her husband who died and there's a house that's an inverse of her house and like this other world or whatever very interesting did you ever see that one nope oh shit you really like that one i've been i've been i've been mentally taking notes i'm like okay i haven't seen that okay i haven't seen that put that one on the list and that's you know that's directed by david bruckner who did the ritual he was part of vhs and uh he did south he did a little segment in southbound he also did the signal like this is this is a man that has not done much that I need to see more of because I love everything he's done. It also has three five on Letterbox. Uh, I gave this one a four. Uh, just it also had a very nice ending to it as well because with a movie with that much mystery and uncertainty, you have to wrap it up nicely. And this one did. So I'm, I was very proud of David Bruckner for killing it again. Um, so your number one, dude. I know what it is, but I want you to say it. So my number one, my number one, I rated it a 4.5 because I can't do any different increments. I would have given it like a (laughs) 4.8. Like it is almost a perfect movie. I know it's almost perfect. Um, It's the medium. Yes. It's fantastic. Fucking Taiwanese horror movie. No, Thai. Thai. Not Taiwanese. Thai. Yeah. Thailand, not Taiwan. Yes. Yes. (laughs) T-H-A-I. Not T W A I, wait twa. No, I'm sorry. Twa twa. No, yeah, it's, it's Thai. It's not Taiwanese. Um, movie follows a documentary crew following around like a certain village shaman, 
to talk about a thing that happens. It's very important to the movie, actually. Um, there, I got like halfway through this movie thinking, am I watching this like actually happen? Like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, am I watching a Nat Geo documentary that somebody let out that wasn't supposed to yeah, go out? Yeah, because it's also, uh, it's like POV, well, not POV, yeah, POV slash like mockumentary documentary. Like, it's, it feel like the, the beginning feels so real and you're like, I feel like this, like Wakufe. You're like, is this? Yeah. Is this real? Well, and the cameras are done even better than Wakufe. Oh, like, it's gorgeous. The, it looks on a level of something that you would see done professionally for like a real documentary. Look, it's like if Mike Flanagan did a documentary with how pretty that shit was. Yeah. Or who, whoever did the fucking um, documentary for McMillions. I don't, I don't know what that is. <laughs> you have HBO though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go watch McMillions. Okay, so it, it's it's just beautiful to look at. Yeah, it's so. It's yeah, also the Thai forest, which is fucking just gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so pretty. But yeah, just it just goes from zero to a hundred in that movie. Uh, yeah, but very slowly. Very slowly. Well, because <laughs> yeah, that's the one that I was saying. I thought the Queen of Black Magic was the longer one, but no, the medium is like two hours. Hold on. Two hours and like ten minutes. Yeah. So it's a very slow descent into madness. Well, and and what's great about the medium is like you you feel when you're at that ten mile an hour mark, but as you're getting up to a hundred, you feel the 20, 40, 60, 80. Like when you're at eighty almost to a hundred, you're like some shit better happen right now. And then <laughs> shit happens and you're like, oh, but I didn't want that shit to happen. <laughs> Well, and it's funny, too, because it goes from this beautifully shot, very well, like, com- you know, like, not composed, but just, like, very well done. And then it, by the end of it, it's, like, that's like, standard, like, found footage POV style of just craziness. And we were talking about this, and we were like, I don't know if that was done intentionally. I feel if it was done intentionally, it was done fucking brilliantly. Yeah. But, but I don't because know. Because it's, it, it's too much of a coincidence to have it be completely accidental. Right. And what we're talking about is, so in the, the first th- three quarters of the movie, honestly, you have very well, like, framed, established, stabilized, still camera shots. B, B-roll as well. B-roll, you know. it's all great. But as shit starts happening and as the craziness keeps going and keeps going, you get a switch from like nice set cameras to very shaky, very unsteady, moving around, can't capture a subject, yeah. Blair Witch style fucking camera work. And to watch it happen as it's happening in the movie, you're like, all right, that's too good. It's almost like they couldn't, you know, like they took on this project. Think of it as it being real. It's like they took on this project to go do this and then they couldn't keep up with how fast shit was happening. And they were like, we don't have time to do any of this fancy shit. We just have to record at this point. That's what it felt like to me. It was it was very well done. And yeah, four and a half out of five is uh, exactly where that movie needs to be. Four point eight out of five. Yeah, four point eight, four point seven five. Uh, yeah, so that's the medium. That's another one that's also on Shutter. Recommend the fucking hell out of that one to watch, especially if you're a fan of like you know foreign found footage because it technically is found footage or at least POV style. Um, so my number one for my honorable mentions of the year is a movie that I've been waiting on for quite some time. It's a movie called Antlers. 
Uh, it is literally exactly what I wanted from the movie. No more, no less. It's ex- Well, that's good. Yeah. And that's why I gave it a four. Cause I was like, this is exactly what I wanted. It had some pretty good gore. I really, really enjoyed the, like the camera work and the cinematography and the acting all around was solid. The kid was probably the fucking best actor out of all of them. He was so convincing. So yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. Um, and we got to see that in theaters. I think it was me, Spencer and, uh, my wife. Gabby and uh, so it was uh, it was a lot of fun but I had to put that up there because I, I I didn't feel it was worthy enough for the top 10 but it needed to be as close as I could get it to the top 10 for my year uh, for my year so um yeah solid see yeah you had I think you had two or three two that two that two that I hadn't seen two that I knew were gonna be on there and then uh still still a fucking solid list dude I, I try that's a, that a good I try that is a good solid list man um Oh, and of course, I knew this episode was going to be almost three hours. Good grief. Um, So unless you have anything else to say. So I don't know if you saw it in the official news shit group chat. Did you see the Northman trailer? No, I'm avoiding that one. I'm avoiding because I used to do that back in like, you know, like last year where I avoided every trailer. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to because that's one that I've been excited for. Yeah, but here's the thing. Even, Even with the trailer, like uh. It's one of those, like, it gives you nothing that's good, especially it's with Eggers. Like, it's kind of like The Witch. That's what, I mean, that's the trailer for The Witch. It didn't really give you much. Yeah. All right. Plus, dude, this fucking cast, now that they've, like, announced who's in it. Oh, in yeah. It, we talked about, I think we, me and you talked about this last time, or it's been mentioned, but there's a ridiculous amount of yeah, people. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. It's, 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 it's fucking disgusting. Uh, which Skarsgård is it? Is it Alex? Uh, I think it's, yes, I think it's Alexander. It's Pennywise, right? Um. Yes. Oh, wait, is that? No, that's Peter. Fuck. No, hold on. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. I had to ask. I had to fucking ask. All these fucking Baldwins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's Alexander. Okay, yeah, Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Um yeah, that's going to be it, does it have a projected or projected uh estimated release date on that one? It's this year, right? Uh I no, it's it. 2022. <gasps> oh, that's right. 20 Uh ex- <laughs> ex- expected in April 2020 uh April okay. 22nd. So like four more months. Oh yeah. man, I'm so excited. Also, I really hope that like Robert Eggers and Willem Dafoe are now just like best friends are going to keep doing movies forever now cuz this is the second one in a row that he's been in. Yeah. So I'm really hoping for big things. Well, I mean, he probably I'm sure Willem <sighs> Dafoe loved playing his role in The Lighthouse. Oh yeah. He had to. It was just zany and kooky. So I'm hoping yeah, they're kind of like latched cuz you know, a lot of directors will do that. They'll just latch on to these actors and be like let's just be in everything like mike flanagan does the same thing or like fucking ron perlman and goddamn guillermo del toro for no reason they're best friends just like you're gonna be in all my movies so um yeah i would like to see defoe in more of these uh you know roles like the lighthouse or whatever the fuck he's gonna be in the northman (laughs) i want to see more of defoe in the film defoe in the film (laughs) oh shit Oh my goodness. Well, Corey, uh, thank you for your top 10. Cause I know you were absent last year. Cause you know, COVID was, was annoying, but, um, good solid list, man. You'll have to send me that. Cause I'm going to post them all, um, next year on the, uh, Frightmares, uh, Frightmares page on, fa- on Facebook. So everyone can see oh, show. all our ratings. Um, so yeah, I'm going to do a thing where we just introduce Gabby and I don't have to play any music. Cause it's, it's, it's too many times. I don't want to play it five times. So thank you, Corey. And here comes uh, my wife, Gabby. Yay. Where's it? There we go. Thank you. Thank you. No, no, no. You're too kind. Stop. 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 Stop clapping. Stop clapping. Thank Yay. You. Yay. My wife. My wife. 
Um, so yes, hello. How, how are you doing? I'm good. Saw you about four seconds ago. I know, weird. We live together. We do? Crazy. Where do you live? On the couch. Oh. But touch. Um, wait, oh, wait, oh. Yes! Yeah! I should probably write those down. Anyways, um, I'm not going to introduce myself again, because uh, I've done that, done that twice already in this fucking episode. So that's my wife. That's your other, that's your other host. That's Gabrielle Proctor. And Zul's also here, but she's I, busy. You're licking. supposed to say hi. Oh, hi. Hello. Hello. We are going over our top 10 of the year. You just heard me do my uh, 10 worst of the year with Spencer and then my runner ups with Corey. Now I'm doing my ultimate top 10 of the year. Corey has some really good picks. Spencer also had some really good picks. And I have no idea what I what's in store for me right now with you. I have I honestly have no idea. You know, if you're feeling wild, I can also quickly read off the ones that didn't make it in my top 10 since there's only 23 total. Um, It's just, it's, you know, being like, you know, listening to this is like going into the jungle because like, I I don't know what's going to happen. I'm kind of scared. Okay. Well, I, so um, I only watched 23 new horror movies this year. Um, In theory, um, I, I tried to be really good about actually rating these and putting them on my list. Well, you reminded me of The Night House. Which was actually on the one I just talked about with Corey. You were like, "When did we see the Night House?" Oh my! I didn't add that to any of my freaking lists. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so I could pretty much just give you a quick rundown of the other 13 movies I saw. Oh, th- I didn't know you were gonna do 13. I'm not gonna talk about them. I'm just gonna rate them. Okay. Rank them. So at the dead last bottom space. Halloween kills. It was Halloween kills. <laughs> Evil dies tonight. Oh my god! Yeah, somebody else was talking about that movie, like disappointments for this year, and you're like, guys, never has a uh, like a movie been filled with so many poor character decisions, and what a waste of Jamie Lee Curtis. That uh, that is exactly what Straw Hat Goofy says on TikTok. He he said that's almost, probably who said it. Yeah, he said almost those words verbatim, like the stupidest. Then that was probably his TikTok. Yeah, that was just funny because yeah, that's true. Is I that agree. The beardy with, guy. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. then that's what it beardy was. Beardy guy. Yeah. yeah. He, um, okay, so then going from there, we had VHS 94. Uh, um, I liked parts of it, but... You said you weren't going to talk about them. You literally just said... Yeah. I've been talking very briefly. Okay, 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 okay. Uh, then we have Willy's Wonderland at 21. Um, are you, wait, you, you going to give them... You, you gave the first one a rating. What was the ratings on those two? Oh, hold on. Yeah. Do, how do, you, do make, the, how do you make it do... How do you make it do that? What, do what? Oh, um, hold on. I got to change the way the list reads. So you I just can read the start. There we go. I fixed it. I fixed it. I was going to say, okay. you just hit that. Halloween Kills at two and a half stars. Um, then we had VHS 94 at two and a half stars. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> uh, Willie's Wonderland at three stars. There was a shit ton of three stars, so it was really tough. Um, Escape Room Tournament of Champions at three stars. Wait Par- till I show you that alternate cut. Uh, yes, I'm looking forward to that. Paranormal Activity Next of Kin at three stars. Uh, Don't Breathe 2 at three stars. <laughs> Spiral, three and a half stars. Okay, at least we were the same on that one. Army of the Dead, three and a half stars. Wrong Turn, three and a half stars. This was pr- higher on the list. I honestly liked it a lot more than I thought I would, and I was just on board for it, um, and... The long game 
for one of the, the main characters. So I think I liked it more than you did. Yeah, because I gave the original three and a half, the original wrong turn. I was like, okay, I like this less than that. So that's why I gave it a three. <laughs> it happens. Um, it happens. Werewolves within three and a half. Yeah, that's a good one. St. Maud, three and a half. <gasps> <gasps> That's um, not, that hasn't been on anybody's list this year. Oh, what's there happening? it is. Uh, okay, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, three and a half stars. There's a shit ton of three and a half stars. Yeah, I had a lot of three and a halves and fours for sure. Ski. And then um, Barely Make, or, uh, Just Under the Wire there. Well, I guess just on the uh, wrong side of the wire. Uh, my 11th film was Fear Street 1666. Ah, interesting. So with that, three and a half stars. So that's the one that didn't make your list. But that's the only one that I put on my list, my honorable top ten, because I, I, you know, like I told, like I told Corey, I really enjoyed the nostalgia from '94, and I liked the nostalgia also from '78 because the slasher vibes. But I just felt the 1666 wrapped the story around the best for me. Yeah. Overall, the best. So that's interesting. Um, these late these these lists are shaping up. I tried to like say those words at the same time. Don't know what's going on there. I'm very excited. Um. So your last, so which, sorry, which 94 did not make the cut. 1666 did not make the cut. There you go. There we go. All right. So let's start with your top 10 of 2021. Am I starting at 10? Yeah, you're starting at 10. We're not, we're not okay. Go, we're not well, from... it was Fear Street, Street 1994. 1994. Hey! Three and a half stars. Oh, yeah. They got the same rating, but um, I kind of liked 1994 more. That's fair. So. Yeah, because I, I really, at first I wasn't really into 1666 that much. Um, until the, like stuff started happening. Cause I was like, okay, this just kind of feels like a standard period piece. But once it got to the end of that, when it shifted back into 94, I was telling Corey that like, I really enjoyed how they got the witch vibes. And then they also had like nostalgia vibes for me. So that's why I think 1666 worked the best, but um, yeah, 1994 was still so much fun. Yeah. See, I like 1994 one cause the nostalgia. Yeah. Um, it was heavy, but also I really liked how, um, how surprising it was what was going on with the characters and it was a really good lead in and they, you really had no idea what was like who would survive. And the fact that they um, made it really apparent in the first uh, film there that um, nobody's safe was, I, I really enjoyed that. Did the lights flicker or did I blink? They may have. That's what happens when the AC turns on. So that's probably normal or it's ghosts. I don't know. That's it. <laughs> Um, all right, so my top 10, my number 10 of the year is a movie called Censor. That's a movie I watch with Spencer. That rhymed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unintentionally, they're holy shit. And it is literally about uh, a, a lady who is a censor for like an, the, our equivalent of the MPA, because I believe this is uh, in England or France or something like that. So yeah, she is a literal censor where she has screened movies. And has to, you know, give her opinions on them. But then, you know, reality and um, fantasy kind of blur. And she finds herself like, you know, like in a movie in a sense. So it's a very interesting movie. Um, Vinegar Syndrome actually released the uh, Blu-ray this year that I bought. And uh, I, need th I needed this one to get some love because I feel it is underrated. I don't know. Under talked about whatever you want to call it, but um, that's definitely one you should check out. I believe it's also streaming on Hulu currently, um, and you can also rent it other places. But yeah, that is Censor, and it's also eighty four minutes, so you really can't go wrong with that runtime. So yep. um, your and that's one you haven't seen that I want to show you. You're number nine. Psycho Gorman at three and a half stars. Hey, oh snap! Oh, I gave Censor a four, by the way. Um, all right. So what'd you like about it? Um, I loved the 
Power Rangers feel of that whole movie. Just the like campy Japanese um, monster mash like style. Um, the fact that they were just absolutely silly with it. Um, I, I just love the, that kind of uh, humor where they're just like, we're going to do exactly what we want to do. And we know it looks ridiculous. That's what we're going for. Because, like, sometimes slapstick humor just gets to be dumb. Like, you know, when they do diarrhea jokes in movies, they're not that funny, man. Yeah. Um, I mean, fart jokes are funny, but, you know. But, like, sometimes a movie always, like, is like, oh, unless there's a poop joke, it's not really a gross joke. And, like, there's ways to be just gross but still be amusing. Yeah. And Goreman did a, Psycho Goreman did a great job of being, like, gross and violent and out of left field and uh, just really creative um, and definitely um, also hit some nostalgia vibes for like the TV shows we would have grown up with. Um, and all, and all practical, practical effects. Yes. I mean, which is always on. a bonus. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I thought the film was really good. Um, it was really hard to rate the, I think like I have seven, three and a half star movies on here. So it was really hard to pick, but psycho Gorman really brought, the most different thing to the table of yeah. all my three and a half stars. So I had to push it up to the top. Well, uh, it's funny that you say that because uh sensor is my last four star movie from nine until one. It's between, it's really four and a half. So I have one five star. So yeah, it got really hard to rate all my, cause I, I don't, I don't know what's going my on. My rest are fours and fives. I don't know what happened this year, but seriously, I had eight, four and a half star horror movies, which does not ever happen. Typically I'll have a couple. But I literally have eight I had to sort through, and I had to make sure it was in perfect order today. Um, and I'm starting that. Oops, go back. Top ten. So my number nine now, going into my four and a half star movies, is A Quiet Place Part Two. Uh, I literally felt it was on par with the first one. I know we've talked about this. There was one thing I did not like that kind of contradicted itself, at least to me. Um, and that's the only reason it didn't get five stars. Because seriously, it was just as good, if not better, than the first one besides that that one little thing I was not a fan of, but uh, we got to see that in theaters finally in Dolby, yeah. which was great. And that's the only way really to experience that movie, or at least at, you know, at home with your surround sound, but Dolby is just a way to watch that movie. Um, and yeah, it's uh, also only 97 minutes, which is great. So yeah, they really knocked it out of the park with, uh, with the second one. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Should I wait to talk about how I felt about it till I get to it? Yeah, if you have it yeah, on your okay. list, yeah, yeah, just keep it. Uh, we'll I only saw 23 that. movies. If you saw it in theaters, I saw it in theaters. Yeah, and I, and I was telling Corey, we really didn't see a lot of stuff in theaters. A lot of the stuff was streaming. Was streaming. Um, so it was, it was just a very interesting year. Uh, so yeah, and your number eight. What do you got? In the Earth. Four stars. What? I knew you were going to uh, wildly disagree. I don't know why. I, oh, my God. Wait. I can't explain it, but I really liked that movie. I don't even think that was. Wait a second. Was that this year or was that last Just year? 2021. We saw it this year. Did we? Re wow. Yeah. I don't even think that was on. <laughs> oh, wow. I don't even think that was on my uh, watched of the year. Oh, my God. That's probably because I just hated that one. Yeah, I really liked it. I know nobody else did, but I did. I liked the um the weird blur between like uh like being cultish and um the pagan versus the science and like never knowing what was safe and what wasn't safe. I really liked the main actor in that one. Um 
I just thought it was a really cool movie. And uh, though it is definitely not a movie for everybody and is definitely not people that are um, sensitive to sensory overload. Oh, yeah. And I think that's what jarred me the most is because I know I don't. I don't, I don't have epilepsy or, or, you know, what, what can trigger from the flashing, but it just, it throws me off so much where I have to close my eyes. And if your movie is making me close my eyes, that is defeating the purpose of watching a fucking movie. <laughs> like I should be wanting to watch your movie, not blinded by how bright it was. Yeah. It was, it was, it was just very jarring for me. And I also can say a lot of, uh, some of these higher ranked movies also got um, better ratings because uh, the scores this year were really good, man. I've getting, been getting really were, into yeah. like musical scores, uh, like for horror movies, because there's some, like, man, do horror movies love synth? I love some synthesizer. It sounds good in the theaters, man. It sounds sick, but yeah, um, um, this one also had a really good score. So I, well, funny enough, I'm not adding it to my watch of this year because I try to hit an even number. Like last year, I did 60. This year, I did 40. So, so I'm not, you're fudging your numbers? I'm not fudging my numbers. I'm just not adding it to the list because it's too late. Um, <laughs> it's too late, and I totally forgot about that movie. I really did. I had totally forgotten about it. I thought that was a last year movie. But it we, was not. It no, was we saw that at the uh, Disney um, AMC. Mm-hmm. Sorry, End of the Earth. Or was it just In the Earth? In the Earth. In the Earth. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not going to add that to my list, though. I did not like it. I gave it a two and a half. Like, I was just kind of in the middle on it. Um, my number eight for the year, St. Maud, four and a half stars. Uh, waiting on that one for a while. Like, we had been waiting for Quiet Place 2 and a couple other movies from this year. And it is... Um, so the reason it's above A Quiet Place is because, obviously, A Quiet Place Part 2 is a, a sequel. So I felt that this was better than that in the sense of just, like, you know, it's something fresh and new it wasn't something that was playing off another movie but also it really did exceed my expectations because it was just so it was it wasn't even that scary but it was just so ominous and like foreboding and then the ending completely just made me i i, I hand over face like oh god no i thought it was a good movie um i probably would have liked it more had we not had to see it so late at night that's true. Yeah, because I we should I would like to rewatch that because yeah we did watch it late at night at the Enzion and we were kind of all at awkward angles because you're not you know not straight on for the movie. I was more interested in my flat. I was way yeah, I was way more interested in my food. So and it's but you know that's one that's eighty five minutes. The the uh, cinematography, the acting is fantastic. Also a good score. But yeah, just uh, I watched like a explanation on it afterwards and I it kind of put a lot of stuff together for me and I was like that's really interesting. So. Uh, yeah. f- four and a half for me. Uh, your number seven. Malignant. Hey, okay. That's I think that's, that's made four. it. To, I think that's made it to. Uh, Spencer. Spen- I don't think it was on Spencer's. It's on mine, and it was on Corey's. So at least that's three out of four. Um. Yeah, I gave it four stars. <laughs> um. That movie was just so bananas. Um. Even when we talked about like while we were watching it, that we knew it wasn't gonna age well. It's going to look so weird in a few years. It's going to be so silly. Um, I just love that somebody greenlit that project um, and just was like, yeah, whatever money you need to get that ball rolling, do it. And it wasn't even like, oh, this is crazy. And we know it's crazy. They're like, nah, this will be really cool. And you're just like, this is the most insane thing ever exactly what i told Corey. it's like someone gave him like 20 million or whatever it costs to make it's like uh fucking go nuts kid like uh you know yeah and i like nuts i like the main actress too um wasn't that rebecca hall no that was the chick who plays the pregnant lady in uh oh, Annab- annabelle annabelle oh 
It's Anna, her name's Annabelle Wallace. That's fucking hilarious. Oh, nice. Her name is literally Annabelle. She's been in a shit ton of things. But um, yeah, it was just so crazy and so ridiculous. And, and I love how they bring in that trope that like, oh, every time something bad happens, I'm here. So they just assume it's me. And you're like, but it's not me. That whole trope. And you're like, oh, um, mystical forces are at work. So we can't prove that it's really not me. Like, Jesus, I think, I mean, I know we've mentioned on other episodes and watching Buffy. Buffy literally goes through that all the time. Oh, see, I only did destroyed that building because there was a vampire, <laughs> which you would know if he hadn't turned to dust and I could talk about it. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree with you. And as, as well does Corey. It's just a wild bananas movie that doesn't need to exist. But uh, we live in the time frame where it does. And I think we should celebrate this because uh, James Wan is just showing us what he can do. <laughs> what he can do when nobody's paying attention. He's like, look, we're going to do this. Nobody's looking. Just, just go, just go, get, go. Get the filming going. And it's funny, too, because, you know, we talked about this at the beginning of the year with, uh, what, you know, with what was coming this year. And, and our predictions were not spot on, but, you know, they're, they're almost, you know, yeah. almost. We, we kind of got it right. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> Honestly, my favorite episode of the whole year is when we start guessing plots based off titles. Oh, yeah. that's, that's my gonna, favorite that's, episode that's of the our, whole year. Oh, wow. Great. Well, we start off of that next week, you know, the beginning of January. It's not like I don't like the other episodes. I just find uh -huh. it extremely funny to just go off titles and go, this is what I assume All right, the so, plot okay. is. So then let's remember to do this next episode when we're talking about the movies and we have ideas of what they are. We need to jot that shit down and see how close we actually are because I haven't listened to it, but I know we were... No, I know on the malignant, um, we were wildly close. We were wildly close. Like if we mushed our ideas together, I think that's we had I'm, the plot of the film. That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure. I'll have to double check. But I know what I thought it was going to be was a little bit ridiculous. But so, I mean, so was this. So, um, yeah, that's a good one. And that was one that came straight to HBO Max, right? Yeah, we yeah. just watched. We just watched we, that, that was when we did our little um, movie uh, tray thing and like had all the candles. Oh, yeah, that was me, that. you, and Will. And we yeah. had our weird little group date night. What? Uh, we all ate snacks by candlelight and watched a movie. That was a date. I mean, you set the candles. I don't know what you're doing. I just uh, wanted it to be romantic for all three of us. That's really odd. And I'm, I'm glad you're saying this in front of all our 12 listeners. Don't make it weird, guys. Anyways, uh, fuck, what are we on? We, we, we went off on Malignant for like the fourth time on uh, this that episode. That was seven, <laughs> so it's your turn to say seven. All right, my number seven, shockingly enough, Psycho Gorman, another four and a half star movie. The only reason this did not get five is because the mouths were my biggest issue. You know, they had a lot, everyone had costumes on and they weren't perfect with the mouths, so they were trying to talk, but it clearly wasn't working. I'm like, this is the only thing keeping me from giving you a five. I personally hope that was intentional the way like um, I mean, it might have been the fact that, you know, because everyone was wearing masks and everything for um, Power Rangers, like they really just did the scenes where they're being teenagers and stuff. And then the rest of the time, it's just clips from other shows like, yeah, they really didn't. Uh, there was like a cheesy effect to it, like um, when explosions happen, it's clearly foam being thrown up into the air. I know it was just funny because everything about that I felt was perfect because of because of all the practical effects. But maybe they did that on purpose. I'd have to ask, you know, Steve, what cost Kostanowski? Yes, please go ask. I'll go ask know. him. Okay. Yeah. Um, your number six. A Quiet Place Part Two. Hey. Four stars. All right. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, same as you. Um, I did not have the issue you had, which is why it's higher up on the list. Um, 
Which I realize is a point of contention when you really discuss this film. All right, later. so I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to say it. No. No, I'm just going to say no. it. No. Yes. Some people haven't had the chance, man. So guess what? You can skip, literally. If you do not want to hear, this is what we can do. This is the, the beauty of being able to say, hey, spoiler alert, fucking mash that 15 second button that I know you all have. Because I have to just say it at this point so people can understand. So if you don't want to have spoilers on A Quiet Place, is this a problem? Should I not do this? It's a point of contention. I don't know why you'd want to bring it up. <sighs> Fine. Whatever. I won't bring it up then. Don't skip. If you already skipped, sorry. Um, but I, I really liked the um, the advancement of this one and how it's a continuation. Is like, okay, we've established that um, in this universe, the important thing is... Good Lord. What happened? I got like the 16th spam call today. Jeez. It's exhausting. <laughs> Um, gotta be vigilant. Just stop calling me. Um, so I really like how, you know, the first one centered on the fact that they have everything just so, so they can survive and now they have to branch out and how are they going to do that? And they still have to continue to do everything on a system and make no mistakes. And whenever there are mistakes made, that is when they get hurt. And that is when they are put in danger um, because they have to work so hard to protect themselves, it's easy to make errors. And I and then I really enjoyed that aspect. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a really cool continuation of like what happens when you do, you can't use your safety net system you got going. Yeah, because they you know the whole world was their oyster at that point because they didn't have this nice little farm. And also, I feel like they tied in what happened before everything went to shit in the first one. They had a lot of flashbacks to stuff, you know, like I said, before the timeline of the first one. That really that was also cool. That yeah. really worked very well. And, uh, of course, you know, at least you know, John Krasinski was in that as well. Oh, shit. That, that's kind of a spoiler. Sorry. I don't Fuck. think it really is because the trailer, <laughs> they literally say, look, there's dad. And they're like, OK, so we're just going to pretend like. Uh... I know. But it's, it's if you haven't seen the first one, it's like, Fuck. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that big a spoiler. People are like, oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I doubt they wouldn't put him in the other one in some capacity. It would be weird. I know, but I just like how he was at least still a major player and they had a lot of flashbacks. So, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was, it was a very well done movie. Again, one of the I think it actually has a higher rating than the first one, which never happens because the first one was I think I gave that one five stars. So um, which one are we on? Now? We are on <laughs> losing five, track. Or you have to do your six. I have to do my six. Okay, well, as most people have said, most of my top ten, so it's no surprise, really. But my number six, uh, Malignant, four and a half. Uh, the only reason this one didn't get a five, uh, because really four and a half stars, it comes down to one thing with me, is, you know, the third act was bonkers and my favorite part, but I know that part's not going to age well. Everything It is really silly. Everything else is going to age perfectly because James Wan is very good with camera work, but yeah, that third act is not going to age well. And I can already see that being an issue. Plus, even now, I was like, oh, that kind of looked funky. So only reason that didn't get a five star, because it was fucking bonkers. Yeah, you really have to go into that movie blind, and then you'll have the greatest time. And then if you think about it later, let's just don't do that or you'll ruin it. And even from the trailer, even if you watch the trailer, that is, <laughs> you ain't you ain't going to know what the, you're not going to know what's going to happen. You're not going to know what's going on. Sorry, I can't. You got, you got it. You got it. I need to learn how to slow down when I talk. You it's are, okay. It yeah, happens to the best of us. You're not going to fucking even comprehend what's happening when you watch it. So um, that's just probably one of the most ones we've talked about this year and for good reason. So please go see that whenever you can. Um, you're number five. Ah, yes. My number five, The Night House. Hey, the only other one to mention it. Um, 
which is so funny because we watched it and I was like, I know I really liked it. I also have completely blanked out on the plot. So I reread the synopsis on it and um, I was right. It was a metaphor. Uh, and I just thought it was a really cool idea. There's legitimately no way to know what, like to predict that plot in advance um, or even midway through seeing the movie. They are, they did an extremely good job of keeping you guessing and keeping you in just as much in the dark as the main character. And uh, I think that should be commended. Well, it was also very well acted by Rebecca Hall. Oh, she did excellent. She did fantastic. And yeah, you had to remind me of what the kind of twist was in that. Because it really is a movie about just grief. Yeah. And it's a very strong portrayal of that. And uh, yeah, that's another one I told Corey. It's a lot of mystery, a lot of uncertainty. And I felt the ending was wrapped up in such a way that was very nice, very nicely done. Yeah, you really assume it's going to be more of a cliched plot. And then the further they go in, it's like, it's not anything you thought it was going to be. The trailer really leads you to believe it's going to be like a haunting of some kind. Yeah, like kind of ooga it, booga. And it's just not, um, it's not like a, a cheesy plot. It's a very dense plot uh, with a lot going on and a lot of twists and turns that you are just like, what's going to happen now? Well, and it's, you know, uh, it's, it's David Bruckner and he's done a lot of good stuff. And I feel like he's kind of just finding his like niche at this point because he hasn't done a whole bunch of stuff. But, you know, the stuff he has done is is solid stuff. So I'm, I'm very excited to see what he does next. And that was another highly anticipated one. Just yeah. like Quiet Place 2, St. Maud, a whole bunch of stuff that was supposed to release, you know, a year or two at this point that finally, finally released because of COVID. Uh, my number five. Yes. Right? Uh, it's a movie that was just mentioned by Corey. Uh, I think it was his number two of the year. Uh, it's a movie called The Medium. Actually, this was his number one. My apologies. Uh, it's just a, it's just a really good movie and something that needs to be watched because I guarantee a lot of people have not heard about it in the States because this is a Thai horror movie and it was just released to Shudder this year. So that is one of my highest recommendations of the year to watch because I feel like not enough people are seeing that movie. So The Medium. Uh, you're number four. My number four and my last four-star movie, Oh, um, Fear Street, 1978. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that made it pretty high up. I like it. Yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Um, I like uh, the actress uh, Sadie... What is Max it? from Stranger Things. She has a na- Sadie Sink. That's what it is. Is it really Sadie Sink? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, I really liked her in that one. I, I really liked the camp vibes and how you got so many of like the stereotype characters in there. And you got to see progression of um, how the curse worked. And um, they, they had a lot of fun with it. And I also appreciated that through uh, a lot of the, the story. It was, um, it was a flashback to a woman whose sister had died at the camp but they kind of kept it vague as to which sister they were referencing throughout the story. Um, uh, the one that wouldn't survive. So you got a lot of focus on two different main characters, which was also fun. Um, because normally you just have like, okay, one sister's clearly the main character and the other one is clearly a background character. But in this one, they did a really good job balancing the two of them. Um, but I, I really liked the, the way they worked the, uh, the camp vibes. Yeah, I feel like it's a very good homage to like, you know, 70s or even 80s kind of slasher type movie. And uh, that's one I'd like to rewatch because I know we only watched those one time uh, almost back in July. Because I think that's when we went on vacation. We came back and watched either the first or like the last one in the, uh, you know, in the series. And those are definitely ones I want to rewatch for sure. 
Um, so you did. So 1666 did not make it. 94 was 10, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then 78 was number four. Yep. Okay. My number four, I believe it has been mentioned. Can't remember at this point. So many movies have been talked about. Last Night in Soho, four and a half stars. It's Edgar Wright. It's Anya Taylor-Joy and whatever else that other, uh, Thomason McKenzie and Matt Smith. I mean, come on. You can't go wrong with that. It was beautifully done. You know, it's again, it's Edgar Wright. Um, and I just really like the story. Even though I kind of saw that ending coming to a degree, I knew who the person was that they were referencing the whole time. Cause I was like, Oh, I, you know, yeah, great. But how they wrapped it up and how they dealt with the whole situation as a whole phenomenal four and a half star movie. Plus the whole dancing sequence when they were switching back between actors with Matt Smith. Oh yeah. Unreal. I don't even know how, how they edited that, but again, it's Edgar Wright. So actually that's my number three. Uh, oh, nice. Stars, okay. so. <laughs> All right. Yeah. At so I might as well stars. just continue. You have your top three or five stars. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. So I really like this one too. You know, I, Matt Smith is like up there on my favorite Dr. Who's. Um, that's the, that's the that. one I want you to see this series with him. That's yeah. the one I want you to see because, um, what's her face is in it too. Well, and just actor in general too. Yeah. I mean, he's so good in everything he does. Yeah. And I'm so used to seeing him be like this really like, um, loving character. I'm used to seeing him be Dr. Who, like, um, a good friend and uh, like um, someone who likes to have fun and be silly. So like to see him go for this like dark, more villainous role was really interesting. And um, yeah, the way they like towed the line between the two characters um, interchanging was really good. And um, I, I appreciated that it wasn't just like a weird thing that happened to um the main character, uh, Thomason. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that it was established that she had already been seeing like apparitions prior to this whole thing. So it wasn't just like, Oh, suddenly things are happening. She was like, ah, good. Another thing's happening to me. I just feel like her situation kind of unlocked it more. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, just, and just kind of pushed it to the forefront of her reality. Well, yeah, it's like, um, I'm trying to think of the one, <laughs> Well, it's Rose Red, but there's there's other instances like uh, in Rose Red, they bring a medium into the house, uh, which feeds off the medium. It's like um, when Danny goes into uh, the Overlook Hotel, it like he's seeing more because he's more susceptible to it. Hmm. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. Um, and that's that's always a thing I really like is like nobody else has had an issue with this, but they're not sensitive to this kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So that's why I really enjoyed it as well. Plus the uh, the whole aesthetic overall. I, I do love every Edgar, Edgar Wright movie I've seen. So, well, yeah, and even and even like the story just about her as a fashion designer was also interesting, which is typically I've never wanted to hit people more. Well, what? Oh, the people the that the people were mean to her. Oh, yeah, yeah, I that, never wanted yeah. to punch somebody. More. Sorry, you said that a weird way. I'm like about her her life. Like, what? Who did you want to punch? But no, the girls that were like antagonizing her that she lived with for no reason. For no reason. And we've all met those girls. Those girls who are like, well, my goal in life is to be a bitch for no reason because I think it makes me cool. Like, nobody nobody likes you. Yeah. Well, apparently people do because she had a lot more friends. I'm I'm just kidding though, but I mean she did have a lot more friends. E- either way, um, fuck, I don't know what I was saying at this point. Um, but yeah, even even just like her story and like in general with the fashion stuff, it was was great. And I, it's not really something I'm typically into, 
And I found myself being very into like that storyline um, just because of how it was told and yeah. the actors involved. So yeah, all around, just a, just a, fan, a phenomenal movie. Um, so are we on to my number three now? Yeah. Because we did last night. So yeah. All right. So my number three, uh, Corey mentioned this one and I'm glad someone else did. And I'm probably sure you will as well, but it is Midnight Mass. I know it's not a movie, but it is a limited series on Netflix. And it, if you I, can rate it, it counts. Thank you. If you can rate it on Letterboxd, it, and it's horror, it fucking counts. Uh, four and a half stars. And the only reason, again, one thing that it didn't give this a five star for me was uh, the the fate. You know how 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 the person I hated most met their fate. I was just I just I just wanted more from that. I know you explained it to me in a way which makes sense. How she was just even with everybody else or whatever. But I just, I guess for me, I still just wanted just like that extra fuck you because you were a giant sack of shit and nobody liked you. But yeah, I mean, it's Mike Flanagan. And um, I think we can all agree at this point that his shows he's done for Netflix are all fucking hits. Yeah. And uh, just keep that role in Netflix. Just keep him doing stuff and keep paying him because I, I, I need more. Everything he does is just so good. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I'm a slave to my my clan again, um, but yeah, is that on? Is, is that somewhere in there? You'll have to find out, man. All right, I don't know if maybe it was your next one. Um, so let's go to your number two, Candyman. Oh at five shit. stars. Um, I mean, you the rest of these are five stars, so it doesn't matter. Uh, all two of them. Um, <laughs> Candyman. Yeah, I thought that was a really. It was great. The uh, the score really got me. Um. I can say that I was like, oh, I really like the score. And I was like, this would be really good to listen to, to like do art projects. Cause you know, scores are always great for doing artwork. And I just played the score and there was the part in the beginning of the movie where it's just this chanting that is more like a shrill, um, wailing sound. And it was a mistake. <laughs> To have headphones in for that because I had it on loud and then it started and I was like, okay, that's too much. Can't do that. And I take, it was too upsetting. Um, but they did a lot of interesting things though. The way they tied this movie to the original movie, um, didn't feel forced. Um, it, it felt like an interesting connection. And, um, as we all know, horror movies often struggle real fucking hard uh met or getting you from the original story to the new story and sometimes they do some real stupid shit um they didn't do that here they kept it pretty low-key pretty subtle uh they touched on a lot of uh current issues which i thought was really interesting and um overall i just thought it was a really good film it was a really great way to uh, redo the Candyman franchise without erasing the existence of the original. I, I could not agree more with you as we'll see in, in the coming f- in like the, the next few movies here. Um, I'll give my opinion on it when it's cause it's inevitably on my list as well. We're getting up there. Uh, so my number two is a movie that's also been mentioned by Corey. This was his number two. If I'm not mistaken, this just happened 30 minutes ago and I can't fucking remember. Whichever. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, the Queen of Black Magic. I'm not going to go into it again. It, it's just fantastic. It's so good. Uh, it's a great foreign horror movie, you know, written by one of our, our favorite uh, 
foreign director slash writers Yoko Anwar, and it's just it's just upsetting. It's it's unnecessary how how much how much this movie actually upset me. I mean, this is the movie that you came home to me like. When oh I was, yeah, when you I, were like curled up in a ball like behind <laughs> behind a blanket, and I just walk in and I'm like. What's happening? I'm like, just go away. I need to finish this. I'm almost done. Yeah, this movie, it just had a very almost hereditary style effect on me where I was not expecting it to be that good and affect me the way it did. So I had to, yeah, I had to just curl up with covers and I'm like, I don't want to watch this, but I have to. Uh, So yeah, four and a half stars for that one. Just a solid movie on Shudder. Go check it out. Um, So yeah, you're number one. Here we are. Number one of the year. It's midnight mass. It's midnight mass. Uh, yeah. See, I know you and I talked about it, but as a um, like a kind of review of how religion is treated and how you can um really take the Bible and mush it into whatever narrative you want because they're all, you know, they're all parables and um. They're uh, life lessons. just lessons. Yeah, life so lessons. you can mush that into any format you really want to, um, which is kind of the problem. Um, but so the fact that they used that and developed a whole story out of it, even just the cre- how the story got created, because it was just a book that a character wrote in a different movie, um, because that's what uh, Katie Siegel did in, in Hush. Hush. That's right. her book yeah. that she her book she had already written. Um, which is funny cause her neighbor is the chick nobody likes in midnight mass. Um, no, it's not the neighbor in hush is absolutely Are you fucking serious. What Marjorie or whatever her name was. Yeah, that's her. Shut the f- you're serious. Keep yeah. talking. And I, the dad in the, the, the dad of the girl in the wheelchair is her husband. Badoom. Um, Enjoy that oh. for today. So yeah, so Midnight Mass. Um, I'm so angry. Just the way they really just, uh, they're doing, there's horrible things going on and they're like, no, it's fine. God wants this to happen. And you're like, that doesn't make any sense. And however, how easy it is to bring in um, the the whole like town into this and make them believe um it's just such an interesting thing and they always stick to what they say. Um, the characters feel real and they feel like well, so well developed and, um, some things that happen in it are so horrific. You can't believe they happened. And it's, it's just like such a well-developed plot and well-developed story. And I, I just, I couldn't get enough of it. Like it, it sprung so many discussions between you and me about like, the messages that they were um, getting and how crazy it was because it is stuff you and I had already spoken about before. And it was like watching someone give an example as a, as a series. It so gets, I, I loved it. It touched on so many things, just like, you know, either relevant or topical with, with, with what's going on now or just religious or it touched on so much shit and also had a killer story involved a monster like it, it was it was perfect like it was literally perfect i just i just wanted that one thing yeah that i thought we would get but you know we because it really does set and it then up. i know for you and it was funny because heather said the same thing uh it was the one thing you guys both didn't like about yeah. the and for me i was like this satisfies me because uh she got exactly what she deserved no, and I totally res- you're right. I totally respect that. I do. But at the same time, um, you always want uh the shitty people to get kicked right in the yeah, nuts. Yeah, because 
because a lot of films don't do that to begin with. So I was hoping that this one would because it was kind of setting itself up to do that. But then it didn't. And I was like, eh. plus, you know, the people that did actually survive. I did not give a shit. I'm sorry. I didn't care about you guys. I was hoping these people would survive. But it's people that I'm like, I mean, cool. Like, I guess. So, yeah, I didn't really care about the survivors so much. But I really cared about how, like, a lot of character arcs went with, like, people um, falling prey to the events and then finding their own redemptions. um, And then, you know being told they're seeing the light so to speak but really finding the truth as they go along like I, I thought it was really really um well thought out the the character arcs no the character arcs I feel were were near perfect in a sense you know what I mean like they were they were great I enjoyed all of them because they really fleshed out every single character but you know of course you're gonna lose a lot of people um because it's Mike Flanagan, so you you lose a lot of people. But I was just, I was just hoping not to lose all the people that I cared about. Because literally the like I said, the last couple people that were left, I just really never was attached to. But everyone else that I was attached to is now dead. And you're like, with Mike oh, Flanagan, man. I I've stopped entirely attaching myself to characters because I'm like, there's no reason for me to do this. But but I mean, they're... I like I like them, but I I'm just not holding out hope for them to survive. No matter who it is. But there's usually, at least for my, uh, for my, when we've watched, you know, Bly Manor and Haunting of Hill House and stuff like that, there's still people that survive for me that I'm like, okay, I guess maybe this was the first one where not one person that I had a link to or whatever survived. And it was just two characters that were kind of passive for me. Yeah. I don't know. No, no, I Um, know what you mean. But I mean, yeah, it's not like it takes away from, from the show. It's, I would love to rewatch that. What's she doing over there? What's up? She's just sniffing at the door. Oh, okay. I'm like, is she going to throw up or what? Do we need to stop? I don't know. I thought she was going to, but she's just sniffing at the door. Well, she's also being crazy. She's never this up, like, around. Zool, lay down. We got a podcast to do. She's done with this. We're almost done. Jeezy Pete's. All right. Okay. Now she's in your lap. Okay. Well, my number one of the year. Oh, my God. Crazy. It's been mentioned twice. Candyman. What? Oh, Oh my goodness. Uh, Yeah. I totally agree with you. Um, It was, it was, it was to me, this is my only five star movie of the year. It was perfect. I went into that movie with just regular expectations of, of, of of like a remake or a rehash. Like this is either going to go like, you know, exceed my expectations or it's going to not be as good as the original. And for me, I felt the storytelling was perfect. The cinematography was perfect. Every single actor or actress in that movie was also perfect. And the score, holy shit. Haunting. Haunting score. So yeah, it's a perfect movie for me. I know it's going to ruffle a lot of feathers because people can't, you know, wrap their heads around the fact that this is better, that this, you know, the remake can be better than the original. But like you said, it tied in the original perfectly it threw nods at it it exist you know it, it explained that it existed but it didn't overdo it or try to like outdo outdo it at the same time yeah it it, <laughs> it just treated it like folklore that happened and um and that yeah and we talked about this yeah and it's which is of course an underlying theme because Candyman is supposed to be an urban legend so exactly so it, folklore it made it feel like it was an urban legend because i i'd have to watch the original again but I'm pretty sure Candyman was more fact than folklore in the original. Again, I cannot remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. But that's what I liked about this one is they made it out to be this folklore thing that you could take a few different directions. 
if you really think about it, there's a few different ways you could take this movie. Like this was always real. I, I'm not going to get into it e- either way. Like it's just a movie you can take a lot of different ways. And what's the main guy's name? Cause he, Oh God, I, I don't want to butcher your name. Uh, Abdul Mateen the second. I don't want to, I can't pronounce the first name. I don't know, but he did a phenomenal job. He was also in us in Aquaman Watchman, or Watchman, excuse me. Um, and yeah, his performance in this was just very, very solid. I think you'd agree with me in that. No, I would. Sorry, I was reading okay. his name. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know. Again, I, I can say Abdul Mateen. I know I know that's how you say that, but the first name, I don't know. <laughs> Two seconds, I'll tell you. Are we going to Google it? <laughs> Sometimes go- you can. Really? All right, I guess we'll, we'll wait for that. Um, but yeah, this movie has definitely gotten a lot of hate. Uh, even Corey said he hated this movie. I don't know. It just worked for me. I, I loved every single thing about this. It was 91 minutes. I wouldn't change a thing. Yahia. Oh, okay. See, I was going to say Yahya, which is not right. Yahia. Yeah. That's an awesome name. He's a really cool guy, though. Yeah. And again, he's done a lot of other good stuff as well. But yeah, this uh, again, again, this movie just worked for me. Uh, we saw this is another one we saw in theaters. I believe it was me. You will Spencer. And uh, it was just fucking fantastic, man. I really, I just really enjoyed this. So this is my number one for the year. You're number two for the year. And Spencer's number one for the year. <laughs> so. It was popular. It was popular. It only has a 3.3 out of five. I mean, which is still good. The original has like a 3.8 or 3.6 or something like that. But um, yeah, Candyman for the win. Oh my goodness. This is going to be almost a three hour episode. We should probably end this shit. Probably. Probably. Um, well, me and you will be back next week, and we're going to be talking about the frights of 2022 and all of the wackiness to come out that year and probably a lot of stuff that won't come out because a lot of the stuff that was on our list last year to come out this year uh, is also on this list. So good times. No one knows what's going on anymore with all this COVID stuff. So Yeah, since COVID is resurging, um, who knows what's going to get pushed? Who knows? Um, so yes, thank you for joining us for our, for another installment of this, uh, top 10 of the year. It's been a wild ride. Thank you guys for listening. If you've been here since the beginning, God bless you. Oh man, you deserve a medal or something. Um, yeah, it's a lot. It's 127 episodes of this. According to this over here, it says 125. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm behind on that. Sorry. You want to switch it right now? Okay. Thanks. There, there's numbers underneath. This should be right there. Yep. There's numbers there. Um, follow us on Facebook at Fright Mares. Look for the skull and headphones. Follow us on Slasher and uh, Instagram at Fright Mares Podcast. Instagram at uh, Fright Mares underscore pod. Scream Factory. Good God. I swear to God. I need to go get talking lessons. Scream Factory actually retweeted me today. That was dope as fuck. Like I said, we'll be at. We'll, oh my God. I give up. We. <laughs> What are you I'm trying gonna to ha- say? I'm going to have to edit the shit out of this episode. We will be back next week. So until then, stay tuned and stay spooky. Say it normal. Stay spooky. Stay spooky. Stay spooky.